All right. Welcome to another episode that I'm not going to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Easier that way, right? Uh, you know what, though? It's episode 59. Nice. That's and awesome. I don't remember what episode you were, but it was early. Was Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah, it was pretty early. I know it was a few years ago. So, uh, welcome back, John Quartz. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, last episode was, like, right after you formally announced JC Metalworks. Yeah. Was it three week, three years ago, or was it two years ago? All three? the research. I think I... Technic- I love prep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, even myself. I don't even fucking know. Um, I technically... Uh, formulated the LLC in October of 2019. That's when it was legally something. Okay. Physically nothing, but legally something. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to look this up on YouTube right now. I love that we just totally (laughs) right out of the gate. Like, I don't know. I don't know anything. Should Why I start I notes? This? No, fuck should, it. Should I have listened to the last episode when we did this? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says three years ago, episode mm-hmm. 30. 30, damn. So, uh, one off from being exactly double. But three years should've ago. Should have waited. <laughs> yeah. I could have. Do a well, quick I, one with right. Ryder. I can and just then, do one and yeah. then put this out where I said it's 59, but it's not. Yeah, restart. Just uh, I don't have double over deck. 60. I don't have any on deck, but I've been on a roll. I put up three. Nice. Yeah, I've noticed they've been going like, quick. Woohoo. <laughs> I only recorded them in November. Nice. So this is the first one for 2023. There we go. It's not bad. February. And then I still have... A couple of days to fail on getting it edited and put up. <laughs> Take all the time, right? So, uh, I don't know. The last time you had just started, so I, I guess, what's it like starting a bike company during in, COVID? Yeah, right Nearly at the beginning impossible. Of it. <laughs> it started out. I didn't really get affected terribly by like materials and all that shit the first year at all like year one i was like optimistic obviously i didn't make shit for money because everything got spent i think i was in the hole like ten thousand before i quit counting receipts <clears throat> so it's a good like, time well, to stop paying attention. like yeah whatever it doesn't matter anymore um, well, i mean you started out in the hole yeah. just because of the scenario but yeah i started out real real deep <laughs> but at any rate uh no, it was difficult. So the second year is when I was like hit in the face real hard with, oh, tubing's just not available for how long? Oh, I don't know. And I think it was like eight to nine months where there was no gap. But I could really not get any material. Um, the material for head tubes and bottom brackets were so far out for a while that I made five regular head tube frames just to have something. To so, do something. All right. I didn't sell, but how, I rode one myself. <laughs> how long did it take you to get set up, though? I'm so still like, not set up. Well, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, so the shop as itself is sort of set up now. I just made a mono stay fixture 
uh, last week. So that took about a week. So that I can actually replicate a monostay now. And then I really don't have any big setups I need to do besides make the powder coating oven more efficient. I can only do two at a time if it's the same color right now. Other than that, I'm ready to go. But like in between batches, I stop and I do some cleanup slash shelf building type setup. So there's still piles of shit all over the place. But the frame manufacturing, building stuff is basically done, set up, good to go, as efficient as it can be until I <clears throat> get new machines, another new machine or something, you know, bigger uh, to do a good push. So, like, I guess you had 2020 where you were really, like, just trying to build your shop out, though. Yeah. Where you had a whole bunch of equipment that landed in your building and you're like where do i put it how do i lay it out all that stuff yeah that's when material was available right so like how far into 2020 was it before you could even take an order properly uh i could do customs regularly in 2020 uh production stuff i did one for neb and i think one for circuit uh uh, that i i had i was tripping over everything because it was so crammed um I had a, a three-quarter section that I added to the garage, but I couldn't actually utilize it. It was just dirt floors. I put a pallet set up so I could at least store shit over there. But, I mean, I was tripping over everything, trying to get around. I, had, I could hang frames on the wall. It was, that was good. But, <clears throat> yeah, I couldn't really. Like, the circuit frames took twice as long as they would now. They did 30, I think we did 30 frames. Um, nebs were even sooner. They they helped helped me out right off the bat. Um, I think we did fifteen or twenty, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that was. I mean, it's just a slow process. I had one mill that I borrowed from my brother, drove to Louisville to pick it up. That was fun. Yeah, I was there for part of that adventure. Yeah, and Logan blew his ankle out. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that was a bad so, time. Just nibbing around too. Oops, I, I stepped wrong. I fucked my ankle up. Dumbest spot. D <laughs> dumbest <laughs> spot. <laughs> what was that? Should we it's go like get a, a drink a now or a or snack? Something. Yeah. We were mostly just figuring out where we were going. And he yeah. Was like, yeah, it was a big, I think a big curb, right? Yeah. A big angled curb. Yeah, doing he was a bump doing like on. a backlash or a bump or something. Yeah. Fuck. So bad. <clears throat> But, but yeah, yeah that 20, was a fun little trip. Yeah, other was. than like it being all like a mission. Mm -hmm. It was a fun mission though. It was my brother's uh, friends came to just watch, watch us unload this mill and try to figure out how to stick it in this stupid little U-Haul trailer. You still borrowing that same mill? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it actually just dropped out of low gear two weeks ago, so I got to fix that now. But it runs, it runs on in high gear fine. Just it's a little bit faster than I like to cut tubes at. Just got to go slower, I guess. But still works fine. That's good. But yeah, and then I got another mill um, from a buddy, from a, my, a family friend in Ohio. His work gave him a mill, and he let me borrow it. I've put 800 into fixing it, and I still got about another at least eight to go. Like it runs do what I needed to do. I can't change gears at all. It's at the right speed for tubing cutting. 
Um, any Perfect. faster, any lower, it sounds like the uh, the motor is going to explode. So that's neat. And it's it's only goes in one one direction, one speed, which just so happens to be the right one. <laughs> but Perfect. How it, per works out. It, it worked out like it needs to be that way, so it can't not be right. <laughs> You almost don't want to mess with it then. No, I, I, I'm not going to fuck with it. I'm not opening it. I'm not doing anything with it until I have the money there to fix it when I go to. Yeah. Because I've tried. I'm like, uh, just, it runs for what you need it to. Stop. Uh, so you had those couple, you were taking custom orders. You had those yeah. couple actual production orders. Then I know there was like the wheel mill frames and a whole bunch of other stuff all started coming in right at the tail end of 2020. Yeah, the wheel mill frames. And everything just went to crap. The wheel mill frames are the exact batch that uh, the tubing stopped showing up. We literally took all the pre-orders and then like I checked the tubing. I'm like, how much is the tubing? How much is it going to be? Get here. Cool. Started the pre-order three weeks later, went to order everything and there was absolutely no materials at all. Um, they're like, nope, not yet, not for a while. Any projected dates? Nope. I mean, they had them, but they were way off. They were like four months out, and they were still off because everybody was so booked up, and mm -hmm. um, most bike stuff is you know, li low priority, um, mostly because there's just not money, at least for me to go, I'm going to pre-order tubing. For you to make it in the batch, I get the scraps of what's left over at the end. Um, but yeah, so that and that took that took at least nine months for the tubing to even show up, which was neat. <laughs> uh, so that was cool. Um, every, everybody understood. There was very, very, very few people that were impatient about it. Yeah. I mean, I tried to be as transparent as possible. I'm sorry, I can't make material. I can process the frames, but I can't do anything about the steel mills. Well, and I mean, you had like everyone had to be feeling that. I mean, you talked to anyone else working in the bike industry and it was mm -hmm. like you know whether it's a company like kink that had to order a whole bunch of parts and they're sitting there at the end of the best year they've probably ever had mm -hmm. and how much do you order for 2021 by the way we we know we're coming up on a shortage so like right. order what you want now mm -hmm. and how many companies got hosed by that like yeah. You listen to the Moeller podcast with Unclicked, and he's sitting on more seats than he knows what to do with, and probably a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I haven't, I should have, I haven't listened to that yet. I started it the one day, but then I had to get to thinking. Like, I was mm -hmm. thinking about a new fixture. I'm like, I can't listen and think at the same time. So I yeah. got to go back to some mindless noise or just machines, and I keep not. Yeah, doing that because I, I honestly I'm so out of it too that I don't know what other companies have. I've talked to Kink a little bit to know their, you know, what they had to go through and yeah. Well, I think everyone like you either you were either going to be content to have nothing, mm -hmm. or order what you can and hope you get it. Yeah, and, and then, then you just got it all dumped on you at some point, too. Yeah, and then you get a giant surge of stuff that, you know, the one year I'm sure it all sold, but then the next year I don't believe it did, which yeah. is why I heard, well, and, assuming Moeller's sitting on seats. Well, and you didn't have to deal with it as much, maybe through just the material supply. But Yeah, it wasn't surgy. But, like, 
shipping containers went from you know twenty five hundred bucks to twenty five thousand. Yeah, uh, but I was so the getting one. the stuff over. Not only did they pay like buy more and get more than they wanted all at once. Yep. Instead of getting you know a quarterly shipment or something, they were getting it all at once. Yeah. They also got ten times the cost of shipping. Yeah, that sucks. Like that would be a big slap in the like oh. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I need how much more to get our stuff here? Crap. Kind of uh, pigeonholed me there. I kind of have to do it, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't know what you're going to do <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. It's not like here where you can go drive and pick it up, even if it's like I delivered. Uh, I made frames for nowhere, and I just delivered them. It was cheaper than shipping to just drive them there. So I, Well, and I was also their 10-year anniversary of the Nowhere Jam. Yeah, that's cool. So I was like, well, I'll just I'll deliver these 40-some frames to you. This will be uh, funner and easier and cheaper, you know. And maybe not easier, but cheaper for sure. And it's nice to go on a big, long drive, especially that far. Always. I've never been out there. I've driven, like, real close by, mm-hmm. but for work and overnight, and, like, I wasn't going to be there. So. Right. Yeah, it's definitely in the middle of nowhere. I met and talked with Carl for a while at um, Cody Dixon's house. Okay. Barring guy. Yep. Out in Ohio there. Yep. So he was out there hanging out. We had a little driveway session. Nice. Hung out for a bit. I know I've, like, talked to him in passing other times. Mm -hmm. Carl's awesome. But it's always, like, at Ray's. And... Mm -hmm. I don't even I don't even care. Right. To be there half the time. Like yep. I'm there with other people. Yeah. It's crowded and busy and loud. I've actually met Carl three times for deliveries. Twice I, in Ohio. I think you went to Ohio at least once, yeah. Yeah, I've done it twice. The first time was at Ray no, the first time was in Pittsburgh at the wheel mill. And then I went and delivered him in Nebraska and then I met him in Wooster where Brant's from. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to meet him again in March for the last, for 10 more. Cool. The last of his that I owe him. It's, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, that was part of, I guess, my mentality too, through all the COVID shit was like, I can only do what I can do. You know, I'm also starting, like I got two kids now. So trying to divide time between doing, you know, being with them. Yep. Because I watch them during the day. And then when my wife gets home, that's when I go to work. So that makes it <clears throat> sort of challenging because I don't like to leave as soon as she gets home. We like to be a family once in a while. Yeah. So sometimes I'll get out in the garage and go, oh, I got a lot less time out here tonight than I, than I planned um, if I want to get any fucking sleep. So I'm learning the balance of the sacrifice between those two, the sleep and the work part, not yeah. the family part. Yeah. That's the priority. Yeah. Most of the, you know, as much as I can make it one. The, I mean, you're probably trying to do like eight and 10 hours worth of work in like four to six most nights. Yeah. So I am. And then I go to work, I leave sort of bummed out because I'm like, fuck, I didn't get shit done today. And then I look, I'm like, yeah, but you only had four and a half hours to work today. <laughs> or, you know, today wasn't a six hour day. <clears throat> but luckily my wife works or she's off on a Friday. So on one day a week, I get to go actually do a full day, which is very helpful. 
and I get during the day off. So if I have to go to get gas or anything, I can take care of that on the one day a week that I don't have the kids in the car. Yeah. Because I don't like going to picking up a tank of argon with <laughs> two fucking kids in the back of the car. I mean, it's fine, but I it, understand. It is. Like, I didn't necessarily care because I drive all back roads. I know how to get there. I'm not going to crash. I'm not going to. But, like, when I went to go pick it up, and the, the delivery guy, I only did it twice so far. So far. Um, but the delivery guy's like, oh, you got to start in the paper. <laughs> he saw the car seats in the back and that there were two kids in there. I'm like, it's summer. The windows are open. It's not going to leak. It's argon. It's fine. It's fine. It's just a torpedo that's going to hit the car behind me anyways if something happens. Mm-hmm. It's not going to fuck with the girls. It's not blowing up in the car. It's not going to be on fire. It's just <laughs> a shielding gas. <laughs> it's fine. <coughs> no worries. Back road logic. <laughs> I, I like that they're skeptical, though. Like, no, nah, you got to sign it. They're like, I was just glad that they didn't say, oh, dude, I can't do that. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll sign a paper. It's on me. I'm an adult. I can <laughs> yeah. make my own decisions, guys. You don't have to tell me what to do. But yeah, I'll sign your waiver saying you released an argon tank while there was in it. I think the actual waiver. Would they have to handwrite that and be like, uh, <laughs> "There's kids it, in the car." It was a default one for being an enclosed vehicle. Got it. Yeah. Like, cause it, well, I don't have a truck, so I was laying it down in the van. I had a. I mean, they don't make me sign it every time, but that, that one time they made me sign it. It was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Mm-hmm. What's uh? What are you doing, like, order-wise right now? Do you have any bun- batches in? Are you, are I'm you taking finished, a bunch of orders? or? Yeah, I'm finishing up a batch of reclamation frames right now for the uh, company in Colorado. Okay. Talking to uh, Troy McMurray about doing those. Um, I got done. I'm finishing up the last 20 right now. I just powder-coated nine of them yesterday um, and then finishing up the next 11. Um, next week I gotta pick uh, frame boxes up tomorrow in, in Syracuse is everything flowing good now it's starting to as long as there's no massive disruptions I actually have a good a good flow going to where I think I can hopefully be not stressing the fuck out all the time which That's would be good. nice because yeah. I'd like to think straight um, <laughs> well, again I'm sure I mean, I can't. I wasn't involved in this, but I'm sure that when you're hit with all these, like you got a bunch of orders, you've been planning customs, you got batches, all this stuff, and then you can't get material. Mm-hmm. One, you're stressed about that, but then two, people are bugging you the whole time. So when you finally get the material in, it's not that you're cutting corners or anything, but it's a rush job. You're just trying to get it out of your shop as fast as possible. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of sucks. You, like you're prone to errors at that point, just right. all sorts of little issues. That's the one the good thing about doing it for so long is I have all these just subconscious things that I do that can basically eliminate the error thing. Yeah. Just in years of doing it built in, this is the process that I go through. So it can be just super efficient and still be mindful of what I'm doing. And I will say I did more pressure than anybody else did. Nobody really bugged me. I think I had two. There was like a, f- a few people that would just keep in touch. Like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. 
not trying to pressure you, just curious out of my own, you know, thoughts. I was thinking about it. Yeah. Um, that helped me be less stressed out, but just me knowing, I, you know, stressed me out enough. Like, and, and like the p- big part that sucks is why I'm still even setting up was I had all these plans. All right, I got this job in that's going to help me do that. This job in that's going to help me do this. And then I'm going to move on to this one. And what it, everything took so long that really it just became this job's catching up from before. This job's catching up from the other job. Yeah, my, and I'm my playing investment, right. what, my, what was supposed to be my next investment is now like barely covering my bills again. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm paying for three bills past. Yeah. Um, still <laughs> going on five years of that. Uh, well, five. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so like when you're doing that, what's your business plan? Like what's your the end goal for for me? I was thinking about I still think about that every day as to be able to at least do frames, steel welding parts for bikes, self-sufficient eventually. Like the big, the bigger goal, I want to be able to do my own head tubes in in house, powder coat. Maybe as far as sticker printing, but I can source stickers. That's the le- one of the least of the concerns of it all. But to get to that point, and I'm like nearly there. I want to build up the processing before I get the CNCs. Um, but I also want to be able to get to a point where the frames go smooth enough and can help pay the bills enough that I can do my own, my own brain thoughts for machine shop shit, mm-hmm. you know, like make projects that are in my head. That's not bike related. Cause I do like, you know, I, I didn't want to be a bike rider to be a pro bike rider. I wanted to be a bike rider to get into frame building and stuff. Cause I also like that just almost just as much. So just welding and project building and get weird. I want to design this track, you know, a lawnmower deck for my lawnmower to to cut my grass more evenly quickly because my yard's so uneven that I blow out. The bigger mowing deck I get, the more I blow it out. So I want to build three or four small mowing decks, but like I need time to even think about that one. And until the bikes are going smooth, that time's not going to be there. Yep. But it's getting there. I mean, yeah. Other yeah. than winter coming and then I spend most of my time, not most, a lot of the time doing heat care, splitting wood, checking the fire, cleaning mm-hmm. out the pellet stove, which I just got is kind of cool. <laughs> the pellet stove. Pellet stove. Yeah, it's nice. It's efficient. It can run overnight, which is what my wood burner couldn't do. The first two winters, I had no heat, basically. Um, So when it was zero, outside it was zero in the shop. I'd have a wood-burning stove that could get me, if I had a really going, it could get me 16 degrees. But 16 on top of zero is still only 16. Yeah. So my neck hurt a lot the first two winters. My neck's a lot better this year. Not tucking my head into my shoulders to keep my warmth up yeah or taking breaks to go sit by the fire and fucking scroll instagram and just have my brain turn to mush (laughs) going to an echo chamber i mean that's marketing though right it's you have to be on instagram yeah you do 
And I'm not against it, just the amount that those two cold winters were will fucking rot your brain. I got to <laughs> say, it, I've been like very slim posting and everything. I still check it a lot. I still interact with people and everything on there. Mm-hmm. And I've probably posted less in the last three years than I would in a month the couple years before that. Me too. That's <laughs> And I, I kind of like it. It's kind of cool. I do. I like it myself because I'm not on the damn thing. But then I'll go, oh, yeah, I, I got to do this as a business too. I need to sort of promote. and Yeah. So I'm trying to get, I just made a post today that I'm like, all right, two weeks ago I was filming on a Sunday. I'm like, all right, I'm going to make my Sunday video. That's a morning shift one where I'm doing, you know, a lot of weekly prep for heat with a little bit of work and I'm so I'm like all right film some clips and then I got to work and then I just made the video yesterday and that was like three weeks old footage I'm like yeah you're <laughs> really doing a good job keeping <laughs> up on it I'm, I, I'm I saw you post that yeah <coughs> so I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out a regular thing I think what I might try to do is just build a cache of edited pre-edited videos when my daughter's napping one time I'll just make some videos and then try to figure out a time. That's been, I'd say that's probably my biggest thing is time management for work. Cause now I'm not just building. I got to do all the other shit. Yeah. The non, you know, the not having a team factor of it. Well, so I was going to ask you as far as like the business side goes, mm-hmm. I know we're talking like you want to build a new fixture. Yeah. You want to do, you know, some CNC equipment and you want, like, you've got plans and stuff. Do you see bringing in, like, an uh, like an administrative hand, for example, to, to help take some of the orders and really, like, order stuff and pay stuff? And When I get to the point, yeah. But I'm not there yeah. nearly yet. Like, I need to... No, you need to be, like so busy that you can't get out of your own way. Yeah, that's so I'm, what I'm trying to that's my big thing now cuz I don't know the money side of things. So I'm trying to build some sort of st- structure. I mean, I haven't had time to sit down and really think about it and s- really draw up a plan. I need to force the time um to build some sort of structure to where that's sort of a back thought and then I can start slowly segueing into being able to ask for help. Yeah, You know, like, I think one of the first ones I want to try to do is the team guys that I have try to come up with some sort of way to help them in a financial sense if they can help me sell things, you know. Like, yep. I don't have entertainment rider money. Um, I have salesman rider money, you know. Like, if you sell a frame, I can give you a commission. Um, although I've said that to everybody on the team, and they're like, no, no, you no, we don't need that now. <laughs> I, you don't worry I, about that. You and I talked about this a while ago, but mm-hmm. like, that's what conventional sales model would be. Like, they're on the team, they're in area, like, mm-hmm. you know, they've got a territory more or less. Right. And you go to the bike shops, you go to these places. If you can sell a product, then everything, you get them ordering from me. Every sale that comes in from them is it's your commission, man. Right. Yep, and that's, I want to try to, I got to come up with some sort of way to go about that too, you know? Yeah. Do I, 
do you they order it through you? Do they just say who they are, you know, who referred me or you or whatever? Um, try to figure out that type of situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just tell them, have them tell you where they've gone. Right. Like, hey, I stopped at this bike shop today. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. if you get in the next two months, someone orders from that bike shop, you know. Right. It's more or less a trip report. Like, yep, hey, we, did, we stopped in, we did this. I posted it, had 10 dudes showed up at the mm-hmm. bike shop, and then we went and rode the local park for an hour. Yeah. I posted an Instagram edit. Yeah. And it's like, win, win, win. You mm-hmm. brought dudes into the bike shop. Right. Every bike shop's happy if you bring people into their bike shop. Yep. So, Certainly. I don't know. I mean, it could be that simple. Maybe the conventional sales model doesn't work in BMX. Maybe we've elected for it to not work. I go with the latter, if anything. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, there's always the just do it the way you want to do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and if it's good, it'll work. If it's not good, it won't work. And then well, you can either change it or whatever. And Choose not to. If we look at, you know, projecting <clears throat> outwards from that discussion, um, when you have a dude with a territory, like, you know, hey, you're in this city. So that city and the surrounding towns or whatever, an hour in any direction, wherever you're going, mm-hmm. like, that's your territory, man. Sell, sell, sell. Right. As much as you want. <clears throat> if you start crushing it, that's how you earn a travel budget on top right. of your commissions. Right. Hey, you're you're all over the place. You're bringing in orders. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you take like a hundred bucks a month or something for Just travel for a little trip? Every and weekend. you got three hours any mm-hmm. direction. Like, it's all yours. Move. Yeah. Go have fun. I mean, that's really like to me that would be the epitome of being sponsored like I never understood that concept really like why you to be a sponsored bike rider I just like bike riding but Mm -hmm. I I was thinking about that on the way down here I'm like I think I got rid of the pro thing through baseball because I was big into baseball I want to be a baseball player then I found bike riding and I didn't give a shit I wanted to make the frames I liked the bike riding part but it wasn't about being a professional bike rider Mm -hmm. I think I got that not to sound shitty, but childish aspect out of it for me. Because I was never, yeah. I, I guess it was partially because I didn't care to be good enough to be pro. I just liked doing it. Well, I was you know going mean? to say, <clears throat> I, you know, very, very early on, you're like, you could be pro. Right. But then and maybe I had a more realistic approach to it, too. That's like, well, being pro is a job. It's right. not, it's yeah. not just getting paid to ride your bike. There's. There's a lot of work that goes into that and travel and all this other stuff. And do you really want that? Yeah. Or is it just fun to do with your friends? Because right. if I can go on a road trip with my friends, that's cool. But if I got to go on a road trip with one guy I kind of like and three guys that I don't like <laughs> right. for a week and a half yep. and share a hotel room with these people, do yeah. I want to do that? And, and be joyful enough that I... And you you massively pressured to produce. I was just going to say, so, and now I got to do stuff even if I'm not comfortable doing it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. So there was that. And then also the fact that 
I mean, you have to be self-aware enough at some point to be like, I'm not that good. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, and then it, throw it in there. Do I care to be better? If I do, try to, you know, well, do it because you yes, can. But right. And you can just be a decent person mm-hmm. and make it that way with who you know and the yeah. way that you act and carry right. yourself. Right. Which, you know, had I cared, maybe you could make that work. Right. But But also, I mean, then you just go, all right, what do I want to do for a job? And now I have a great fucking hobby where I get to travel with my friends. Yeah. And it pays for my life and my bike riding. Right. (laughs) And I don't have extra obligation. Yeah, yeah. No obligation to go throw myself. But, like, I don't know. At some point, everyone gets their, you know, two minutes of fame or whatever, but, Mm -hmm. you know, clips here, clips there, whatever. But that's almost cooler now because you don't, right. You can get that in any way. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I agree with you kind of though about the like childish aspect of when, but I think it relates to, I put a podcast out a couple weeks ago, a month ago, something mm-hmm. like that, about um, motivation mm. and like doing just to do, succeeding. Yeah. So it was about success, but how can you be successful at being successful? If your whole goal is to succeed. Mm-hmm. What is your goal? Yeah, what succeeded? How? Where? What? To what extent? Right. So if your whole goal is just to get sponsored, is that why people get it and then just drop off the face of the map, too? You're like, oh, that person mm-hmm. came up hard. They they were on flow. They were killing it. And then they hit pro. And where did they go? Right. Well, they made it. Pressure they don't have on. to do anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. You hit the point. You were. It's easy to get there. You got there, and now you're I done. I met my goal. And you're right. like, what about all the other incremental goals? Or like, why did you want to be pro? Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good one. Why did you want to be pro? So that everybody knew who you were, because that's what you wanted to keep doing and or continue ju- just doing. for the status. Right. Or just for the image factor of it all. Yeah, because it's pretty cool to say you're a pro. Right. Yeah, it is a cool thing to say. <laughs> sometimes I ride at a professional level. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I, I like that one. But yeah, I mean that's you know when I started riding, that's I just I pictured building frames. I didn't picture being in the X Games. Yeah. I I did, but that's where I was like, okay, you watched the X Games in '98, mm-hmm. and you're like. Can I picture myself competing against these guys? No. <laughs> no. Not that good. No. You can't beat so, the beast. Well, even Nyquist. Right. Like you watch a dirt jumping contest and you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, there's no. no. There's no way I'm doing a triple truck driver. Uh, there's no way I'm clearing that jump. <laughs> yeah, At right. that point, you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Let's get a little bit of a reality check yeah. here. Like, <laughs> I'm not going into that rolling. <laughs> Uh, I think I, I mean, I know I know his case, the crap out of, uh, the Belmar jump. Yeah. What I do, I jumped off to the side and got stuck in the soft grass or the soft part of the landing 
front wheel got eaten and it just got straight to my separated shoulder. Mm. <laughs> we were, who was I? I was talking to Majeo the other day. He's like, Suva, Suva did it the right way. He's like, I'm not sure if I can clear it, but I'm going to do a tail whip. That way, if I do, I pulled a tail whip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he made it. No, no, he like definitely just full on body slammed <laughs> the, into the backside of yeah. that landing a couple of times, but. The most graceful faller. I've seen him bounce out of so much shit and just walk, get up. What's up, guys? Yeah, that's that crash sucked, but I perfectly fine from it. And he was talking about learning tail whips the one day at East Shore. And he's, I think it was him saying, yeah, I was trying to, to learn them fly out and could never figure them out. And then someone told me to do it over a box jump because you don't have an option. Right. You got to put your feet back. You got more time, yep. but you got to get your feet back on her. It's not going to be pretty. Right. It's going to go real wrong real fast. I mean, that's, I think that's how I learned. I learned them on a hip. Well, mostly because my friend got mad. I almost learned them in 360 tail ups at Changa. Okay. My buddy was trying. I'm like, I'll try those with you. And I kept getting them under me and like landing them because just the way a 360 works, when you do a tail up, it kind of all works out. Mm -hmm. You come around and I, I got almost rode away one foot and he's like, you fucker, learn it on a box. Learn it on that stupid hip first. So I, then he made me learn them on a hip, which took forever. I got closer on a three whip. Learning them than than I did just over. There's a, a lot of momentum in the three whip. The momentum was in the three whip. The your thoughts were about other things than worrying about finding your pedals. You know, so my feet went towards my pedals more easily than. You gotta look for them. Where are they at? Ah, oh. so don't crash. That part for me, it took me forever to learn <laughs> the whips, mm -hmm. and I learned them fly out eventually, but. I could do foot jam whips borderline with my eyes closed. <laughs> I've always been more of a feet off person than a hands off person. Okay. So like no footers, crank flips, mm -hmm. supermans, anything like that. So the one day I was struggling trying them and I'm like, this is stupid. Put your leg over. And once you put your leg over, it's just a, a no footer. footer. Yeah. And that was like, Stop thinking of it as a different trick. It's mm -hmm. just a no-footer. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that helped for a very it, long time. It, it, yeah. That's and then, I don't know, I had just, haven't given it the all to relearn them mm -hmm. after a couple partial ACL tears and... That'll do it. A broken ankle and some collarbone and mm -hmm. there's like a sequence of injuries that was like <sighs> tail ups again no i don't think so <laughs> it's i mean it's just an uphill battle that mm -hmm. i don't even know where i would go to learn them again at yeah. this point uh, i had a chance when i was at the wheel mill i could have oh, learned right. them again there <coughs> isaac just got me to relearn them again clean because i used to the past what shit 10 years it would be Get it around and just put your feet on something. So I would ride away on my crank spindle pretty much every time. Or my arms. Just put my feet back. And I did one in the fall. And Isaac filmed it. He's like, I pulled it second try. So he's like, do it again. I'm like, God damn it. Because I like caught it half sides. I mean, yeah. I didn't touch the ground, but it definitely wasn't clean. <laughs> and he's like, do it again. Put your feet on the pedals. 
And I got to the top, I'm like, oh yeah, just put your feet on the pedals. Cause I would, for the longest time, like just don't crash, don't hit your nuts, just fucking land it. And instead of thinking, just land it, I was like, just put your feet on the pedals. And then I did, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I forgot about that part. Think about putting your feet on the pedals and not just riding away on something. It's just a no footer. It's just a no footer. The, the hilarious part of it's just a no footer, especially with how much I do crank flips and everything. Mm-hmm. Catch them switch footed. No problem. Mm. Like sometimes you go for a double and it the double crank flip. It doesn't come around. You just catch them switch footed and your brain just adjusts to where the pedals are without even thinking. That's crazy. I, I didn't do a lot of crank flips when I did. My brain did not do that. <laughs> my brain did not. If it went switch footed, I got a shinner. <laughs> I guess mine would have been a half, not a, one mm-hmm. and a half. It would have been a, well, chain was too tight. Yeah. Shinner. <laughs> the the half is harder for me to read because it just didn't work. Oh, right. You're like, oh, okay. I can see that. Because still, if it's two, you just put your feet back and it's going to hit that. I yeah. Guess. It's going to hit the front foot as opposed to, yeah. When you do a half crank, it's more of like a dead sailor crank foot. Yeah. You just know it didn't pop right. You didn't get a good kick and your whole body's off. Yep, yep. You're just your legs are out going. Oh, this is gonna go totally awry. But that was never weird. Mm-hmm. What I always thought was weird when I was learning them and doing tail whips, I always caught back foot first. Huh? Reach over the frame, grab it, and pull it in. No shit. And even to today, if I were to go try one, I'm gonna get my leg over. I'm going to get my back foot on the pedal and I'm not going to put my front foot on. Huh? I wonder if that's a foot jam whip thing. You said you'd do foot jam whips like a, you know, easy. I um, think it's because I notoriously underkick them. Okay. And it's forcing me to pull my leg over. Yeah. Forcing you to bring the bike underneath of you. Yeah. It just helped pull it around. Yeah. Mine was always too fast. So my front foot would take off and my back foot would go right to the deck. They're like, God damn it, it's got to keep going. Where <laughs> down whips made it easy because you under whip it. So mm-hmm. I, could, I could land those 50 tries quicker than I could a straight whip or a not down, a topside hip whip. Hmm. I don't know. I was never good enough at them that I could come up with like any rhyme or reason. Mm. But I do know it's always back foot first. Yeah, that's awesome. That's my, my right foot is my dumb foot. That's the one that will just go to the deck. I'll be in the air soaring for 10 feet with my foot ready to touch the deck. Well, I always laugh because if I would just put my front foot on, I could ride away one footed. <laughs> yeah. It's when you catch back foot that you, you can't ride away. It's just like. Yeah, not without a bloody shin. Yeah. <laughs> or a rain over ankle. Yeah crazy though what other tricks are just horrible for learning though i was taught i'm down at hcs i think i taught um brian mikolajczyk is that how you say his last name yeah i think he's he was one greco was one that i taught how to this unscary way to bar spin on a bank going fakey into it yeah it's the best way yeah i mean you got to Get a good fakie, but once you get there, if you fuck up, you just walk out of it. And you're falling away from the bike. Yeah, you fall away. You're not going to hit it. There's no fear. 
once you throw one, obviously it's scary. And then you go, you throw it, and you're like, oh, like that went terrible. And I'm, I'm just walking out of this, picking my bike up now. It also, from a good pop, it gives you the most time to get the bars around and caught because it pops up and then it's got to drop to the bank again. Yeah, you get all, yeah, exactly. You get the most time for this, you know, that's scary, throwing your bars around, letting go of your hands, mm-hmm. flipping them around. I, I've never been a good like good at hands off tricks. Mm. I got okay at throwing bars for a little while, mm-hmm. but not like let me do them off of something. <coughs> it was around the skate park. Okay. I could bar fakies, fakie mm-hmm. bars, bar over a wedge hip, like mm-hmm. any of that. But I don't know. That was like the same timeline as breaking the. The ankle, the yeah, collarbone, yeah. the metatarsals. Like, I broke so much stuff yeah. in a sequence that it was like, just yeah, don't. a bad, a rough couple of years. Yeah, and then you're kind of <clears> motive, <throat> like you, you just want to be on your bike, but you're like, I don't really care about tricks as much. Yeah, and then you can't ride that long before you're like, dude. <laughs> th- all right, we gotta I do, do we gotta do bit. stuff. <laughs> I do care a little about tricks. Let me find the ones that I'm really comfortable with, and I'll just do those ones. Yeah. That's where I'm at now. My learning is now a new style. I put front brakes on, so now I get to fuck with nose picks. Nice. Scary. <laughs> but, I mean, sort of easy to walk out of. You can you can bitch, your, bitch run your way right into nose picks in a skate park, at least. You know, half out, half out, half. Oh, that felt comfortable. Let me hop in. <laughs> and since I don't ride in contests, it doesn't matter how quickly, how long it takes me. I'm there for the exercise and then the fun. And obviously the mental awareness of it. But I would like to learn some sort of level of front end control at mm. some point. I've never been able to bail over the bars. Oh, that's a problem with front end tricks. And <laughs> you got to be able to get out of there. I I know it's something you can learn. Like I just need to go run into a curb a couple of times, and just practice the uh, like last second run into the curb, turn the bars, step over. That's the it's it's you learn to turn the bars, and you can at least get out of it. I suck on my nose, but I can get out of it okay. I hold on for too long, mm. past the point of no return, and then I get sucked into the trying to run it out with a bike between your legs. Yeah, yeah, and the the other. F- of that is when you go over, you do the Superman, ah, the bar end, the bar ride, Superman, nose wheelie, face plant. Mm-hmm. That was the first few I did before I learned. Dude, just turn the bars and then you don't get hit. <laughs> like hey, you literally well, just, your hand that stays on is the one that goes under your yeah. crotch. So yeah, because you, you make sure you clear. You make sure you clear and then you are running now. <laughs> I, I know exactly how it works. <laughs> just, I've done it before. Yeah. Like, sometimes you just bail like that naturally from something else. Right. It's that, like, if I'm trying to nose manual, I'm just locked in. I'm putting a lot of effort into it. Maybe that's the the foam pit that Woodward could build next is the nose wheelie pad. So you can practice the jump over, leave your bar behind. (laughs) They already got the handrail in the foam, so. I know they do. (laughs) That, all right, so let's talk about that thing real quick. Because when I saw the pictures of it, I was like, that's really freaking dumb. Yeah, yeah. Then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, 
the foam pit's got to be so deep. Then they have to build the stairs. So, like, this thing has to be up on a big, stupid platform. Mm-hmm. And then I went there, and I'm like, yep, it is up on a big, <laughs> stupid platform. To, so, like, a four stair? Yeah, Five four stair. foam stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that then was the, my the rail like, is sheet metaled in. I'm like, I was kind of, when I saw them, like, I've never fell on the top four stairs of a rail before. Every time I've fallen on a rail... It's been onto the rail or the ground after the rail, which is obviously the foam pit. But yeah, I mean, normally you're getting tangled up in the rail, and that's what's getting you fucked up. It's, but I mean, I, I also learned on a real rail, so yeah, I didn't. Maybe the foam rail would have been nice to have learned it on. But I mean, I had changa, so we had grind ledges from one foot to. What I think the the last handrail they built was was twenty inches or something, almost two feet high. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you could baby step your way right into it at Changa, at least. Although yeah, nobody has Changa anymore. I do. There's very few people that have a Changa. Oh yeah, I know. Like it's a skate like, park, like it. It's uh, everyone like grows up at Rays instead. Right. Which is not as diverse of a place as the original Changa was. I I never made it to the original Changa, and I never made it to whatever the other Changa is, because this one's Changa Two. Yeah, this is the one that's around is Changa Two. The other one was Changa Fifty Seven. Yeah, it was in Lorraine. Horrible place to put a skate park. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I never never made it to any uh, of the. Never made it to. Dude, if you want to talk about places that I never made it to <laughs> that are regrettable, uh, what's Section Eight? I went there. The Flow. Flow. Never made it to X Dreams in Rochester. No shit. Always wanted to do that. Ever Those are since cool. the day I saw that place built. The second one was fun, but not nearly as fun as our first one. No, was, the first one looked amazing. It was, and there was so much. I mean, it was definitely a very old style skate park to where you could have 200 people in there and everybody could at least be riding regularly, not waiting for mm-hmm. four hours because it's really a private skate park that's open to the public. You know, that's how a lot yeah. of skate parks are built. I don't like to blame Wessel, but once he built the unit, I feel like a lot of people, I mean, that's amazing place but it's a bad public skate park type of thing because you get three people riding in there and it's fucking crowded everyone's in their way right yeah you know whereas changa grindline has that same issue with everything they design right now too right Right. like you build this whole place and no one else can ride at the same time yeah it's a great private ramp or Mm. you know you get up early and you you beat the traffic but like Changa, um, the original. I guess the new ones, the Changa 2 is sort of like that. It could be very sectionably ridden. But the original Changa, I mean, other than the street section in the back, <clears throat> there's there was like four sections of the park that you could crowd a day, you know, ride the middle section, the box jumps, the, the mini ramp, the bowl, or if it was dead, you could flow through every single aspect of it and ride the whole skate park as if it were a private ramp. 
Um, See, that's Changa World is like that. Still, if you get a good session in there, yeah, that place has the big hip transfer, yeah. the like a couple things where you can really tie it all in. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, you go there and it's riding the pyramid back and forth. Yep. Riding the weird little horseshoe section, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Riding the mini, riding the box jump, or riding the resi boxes. Right. And then there's a little street side. Yep, yep. But the, yeah, it's not as flowy. Because even before that street section there was there, do you remember when that big Euro pyramid box jump thing was? Mm -mm. Was there? So that was like there was that eight foot on the box jump side. And then next to the eight foot was this huge Euro step. Um, so coming from the pyramid side, it had a Euro step up. That was, it was, you had to try to get up there. It didn't just put you up there. But it also had this weird lip that when they first had, <clears throat> first opened, they had a big jam. I don't know if it was a contest or if it was a jam. But, I mean, people were riding that thing like a fucking box jump and going 12 feet high. All Changa locals who were like, we can finally go high because at Changa the ceiling was so low that you got a lot of good, good bike riders out of there, but none of them were boosters because if you boosted, you ended up with holes in your arm like Wessel, cutting it on the <clears throat> water sprinkler and the mm -hmm. rafters. Um, but, man, that big box jump thing. I never really jumped it. That was too big for me, at least at the time. Way too scared to jump that damn thing. Uh, what else did we have that I didn't ever go to? X Dreams mm -hmm. or X Wheels. Did you ever Buffalo. go to Penn Skate? Yeah, I made it to Penn okay. Skate a handful of times. Never made it to Hackettstown. Oh, that never place Never went was to fun. the Incline Club. Never went to... Was it the shelter in Albany? Oh, that's what that place, yes. I believe it was called the shelter. I went there once for a contest. Never made it to Red Planet up in Oswego. Yep. I went there twice. I know they had, did they have two locations? Or maybe it was uh, maybe, two setups. Maybe. I know I went there for, the both times I went there was the same ramp setup. Never went to Rye. And it's crazy because all these places I've been, like, right next to. No shit. Uh, we were on our way to Incline Club the one day, and then the weather cleared up, and we're like, that's Bethlehem, right <laughs> why don't we check out the new plaza they built? And oh, that's nice. where we went there instead, and then never, <coughs> never went back. And then they closed. Yeah. I liked that place a lot. Every time I went, it was different. Because they, they changed it up a lot, which was, was, was nice. Lots of skate parks don't do that. Uh, basically, because it takes massive amounts of time and resources to keep rearranging yeah. your ramp setup, but especially because they they seem to do a lot like drastic changes to where it wasn't like rearranging; it was like building a new ramp. Or I don't know if they just reused, like let's take this one apart, reconfigure it completely to work for this one, or if they just uh, yeah how they did it. But it was I was always really excited about that. When we'd go. Because then they were all really built ramps. Re yeah, really well-built ramps, too. Yeah. It always looked awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, big, but awesome. Yeah. No, exactly. Big, but but awesome. Uh, the kitchen was pretty awesome. Never made it to the kitchen. That's fun. The yeah. rail setups and everything were crazy. Mm -hmm. That was kind of short-lived, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. It's hard. I don't know. Relatively. I guess maybe it was just that I lived in New York then, and I at the time I was doing a lot of southern traveling. I didn't go 
west so much anymore. See, we were driving, like, we were going out to, like, Four Seasons. Okay. I never And uh, what's the one north of Chicago? I can't think of the name of it right now. It's an indoor park. Still there or gone? Scrap? Still there. No, no not know. Scrap. Um, I don't know. I should know, but I can't. I can't think. Hmm. Uh, I feel like I should look them up now because <laughs> I, I know. Anyway, we were like going out there and then it's on the way. You drive right through South Bend. Mm. Like, why don't we just stop? Hmm. So we were. South uh, Bend, is that where the lathes are made? South Bend, Indiana? Might be. Is it Indiana or Illinois? It's it's Indiana. South Bend, Illinois. Oh, uh, what the heck is the name of that park in Chicago? I think the only one I knew of was Scrap in Chicago. That was Chicago, right? Yeah. The only park I have ever been, <clears throat> like Midwest, like that, east of Cleveland, was uh, it was a Vans park. I think it's still there, but it's got a different name now. It's in a mall. I think it's a mall. But uh, we went there on an FBM trip. They threw a contest. I is that, is it Ollie's now? No, that was, Ollie's was Cincinnati. Or at least the Cincinnati, Ohio area. I think. I'm like mostly sure about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, I've been to Ollie's. Oh, Ollie's okay. is gone. Yeah. That's Ollie's the one that had the huge vert ramp. Oh, yes, yeah. And the super fun wedge hip setup. Yeah, yeah. That, I never made it there. That, that spot looked real good. <clears throat> Asylum is the park in Chicago. Oh, I've heard of that. I haven't been there. Uh, Joey Bags rides there a lot. Oh, okay. It's like a cool bowl setup. Nice. That's um, fun to watch. Yeah. Okay, what, what's the one next to Albies? That's the one that I'm thinking when you were saying Vans. Um, one TRP. All. Transitions. Yeah. Yeah. They've been around. They might be. Who? Who's? I wonder who's. Did they, uh, they changed their name again. Isn't it Lines now? I If they did, I wouldn't know. Last I heard it was TRP. Um, and maybe that was even my buddy. He moved to Michigan. Um, and he's gone there a few times. He's actually one that started me on that. To really go for it and do that regular head tube. Because he wanted one. Um, my buddy Jordan Stewart. But when I talked to him like a year ago, I think it was still TRP, unless he just thought it was and didn't yeah, really give a shit it. that it was like, a new one. Like, do you really, if it's the same place in the same building, do you, yeah. how long does, did it take everyone to stop calling it RASP? Right. I, I will say it was me quickly because I never made it to RASP. But, okay. Um, I did go to the <clears throat> Xtremes parks when I was up there. I went to both of those. The first one I would definitely say was the, the funnest Set up. But, I mean, it was also because I rode a lot of street then, and I didn't do a lot of big box jumps. Then the new one was pretty much big box jumps. Mm -hmm. Big fucking hips and a giant ball. <laughs> I want to go back out to Ramp Riders mm. in St. Louis. Never been there. That place always looks amazing. I've been there once. Mm -hmm. I went there for a contest. It was awesome. Uh, nice. Nice. Recently-ish? Sort of? More 20, so than later? 2015, 2016. Okay. Somewhere in there. I know Jeff and Carrie, when they were the salesmen at FBM, they put a contest on it. And 
at Ramp. I think it, they put a contest on at Ramp Riders. That's a really fun park. It looks good. It looks That's really a trip good. we ought to plan. Yeah, yeah. It's a hike, though. It is very far. But, I mean, there's so much shit in the way. Yep. If you did did a weird trip where you, like, took your time to get there and then shot back or vice versa, shot there and, mm-hmm. you know, there's enough. I mean, you go through, what do you do? You go to Louisville. What do you do for that? Go down to Louisville and then go through I, parts of I Tennessee. did it in February for the contest, so there was no outdoor There was no stopping in an outdoor park. <laughs> straight. Hall. No, you know what? I did stop. Okay. I went through Indiana and I hit some town that had this really cool snake run like long street section oh okay it wasn't really a snake run but uh terry hot okay hmm. i stopped halfway got a quick morning session there and then nice. continued on my way that's when i went to nebraska recently i stopped and got a, an hour or two in the morning at uh, fort wayne indiana park that was fun that's a big big park is that the indoor one? Do they still have an indoor in Fort Wayne? I don't know if they do. It was outdoor, though. It was a okay. concrete park in a, in a park. Um, I'd also it, like to go back to Skater's Edge at some point. Where's that? Taunton, Massachusetts. Hmm. Okay. Never been to any indoor parks in Mass. Skater's Edge, I wrote a contest there. Cool. We sponsored the contest, and then somehow I ended up riding in it. <laughs> Had to have some representation, right? I guess so. It was like right after we started the the Grindworks thing. Mm. I think we had just got our first batch of pegs and some sketchy shirts made. Nice. But I I know you've seen clips from Skater's Edge. Uh, this is the park. One of the sections. They've got like... A couple parks in there. Man, that looks fun. It's cool to see, like, a well-built, a good skate park again. That's one thing I've been thinking about lately, about, you know, how to sell frames and not sink my own ship. Yeah. Different ways to approach it, do it. And one I came up on is, like, uh, I'm gonna. I gotta give skate parks the best price I can possibly afford to do. Cause it is a goddamn bitch to keep a skate park running, especially in this area. You know, yeah. Where weather is such a factor. Once it's nice out, nobody wants to come to your stupid skate park. So oh wow! Super cool, fun. like long snaky bowl. Yeah. Uh, then they have. I'm trying to think. You have to have seen a picture of it, and you just not know it's like a very long mini oh to a full full cap huh man that's what i want around here a spine mini it's not a five and a half to six foot walls with a four and a half street street spine that goes in the middle so we all right we pull up to to skater's edge and we get there the night before this contest. And it's Cam, Sam, and I. Okay. And we get there, and it's like right at the edge of a session ending and the next session starting or something. So they're mm-hmm. like, Dude, there's like a spot down the road, go grab something to eat and just come back. Right. Cool. Mm-hmm. 
So we go down the road, and s- those two decide they're going to split a pitcher of beer. <laughs> which turned into two pitchers of beer. Yeah, <laughs> which turned into them drunk. <laughs> and then they're sitting, like, they're kind of trying to ride. And there's this, like, waterfall set up and then a stair set. And the one side <laughs> has a Euro ramp. And the other is just the stair Steps. set. And they... They both keep forgetting which side is which. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, like, just going down the waterfalls and then firecrackering the stairs super hard. And it's <laughs> down the stairs to a vert wall. Oh, and then shit. right back up the Euro. <laughs> and this, I don't know, if, I think the dude knew us from Instagram. But he's like, Sam, go, Sam, go. And he goes down and like drops the euro, 180s on the vert wall, and is just straight at the stairs. <laughs> it just crushes his knee. Oh no! <laughs> and it ruined him for the next day. That sucks. I've always been a proponent of if you're gonna drink and ride, you gotta drink while you ride. Uh, Ease yeah, your brain into the buzz while you're riding. Don't Otherwise, get caught off guard by it. Yeah, exactly. Don't let don't let the motivation and the adrenaline of the booze start out in the wrong direction uh they they both knew their right. their day was nothing we, we all do that i do that too but it was so funny it's just such a good story like mm-hmm. sam go <laughs> you got it <laughs> like that kid knew that he was <laughs> trashed yeah, yeah right oh shit had no business riding. I yeah. can't see, find a picture of that. Okay. Oh man, I did that. At, I did that at. Uh, um, oh yeah. shit! Look at that. So you know, no one else can see, but I don't care. No, fuck them. You can find it, Taunton, Massachusetts. Yeah, this is a good. That oh, man, that park looks really fun. I gotta piss real quick. Is that the toilet? That side. This side. Yep. Uh, pause it. Cool. All right, here's the waterfall thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect setup for you to go straight into the set of stairs too. Oh, uh, especially <laughs> if you're not like firing on all cylinders. Yeah, that's that's a skinny skinny uh, kicker too. Man, I did that uh, in at uh, X Wheels in Buffalo. We went up on a trip, and my buddies. Um, Oh, what was that? Civic Civic SI hatchback. I think it was like 2005 era or something. We crammed five of us in there. My buddy Tarbell was driving. So I had I sat in the front seat with two bikes in my lap. And there were three people in the back. Tarbell had he's a photographer, so he always had his big full camera bag. We had five bags with us, five people crammed in. Got to uh, X Wheels. That that was a Buffalo one. Yeah, X, X Wheels. X Dreams. That oh, was Rochester. X, right. X Wheels was Buffalo. They're so confusing. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to shoot a peg, like shoot a photo of a peg stall on this fence that was outside of the small quarter to keep you in. Um, but he was shooting a photo of Corey trying probably some crazy tire ride up a rail. It was taking a bit, so I was I had Southern Comfort in a vitamin water bottle I was drinking. But by the time that Tarbell comes over, he's like, all right, we're, let's shoot it. What are we shooting? I had drank the whole bottle. 
So I gave it a few goes, but then there was one time where I, I missed my front peg and I set up. I'm like, oh, my, I think I didn't make it. I just hit, landed on my face. I'm like, ah, oh, passed the point of no return. So I was like, I'm done. Sorry. No photo for you on this one, on me, for me on this one. Um, and then uh, I picked up somebody. It was hanging out and picked up somebody's bike later and dropped in. And I did the full, like, X upride to X upride and back. Somehow I didn't fall over. Like, X upride without lifting my front wheel off yeah. the bike <laughs> or off the ground. Um, and then I just, that was, that was calling it. I don't really remember the rest of the night. <laughs> That's uh, good. Good time to call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I, oh no. Yeah, I was good enough in my ride. I landed on my face. That's that's plenty sufficient. And then X up rides didn't work. <laughs> or well, shit, riding straight turned into X up rides. I guess I should say. I was happy though. I was able to drop in on that. <laughs> <laughs> but my booze gaze was always if I could one eighty bar spin, I was still good. And then you got. You know, 180 bar spins kind of became easy. Yeah. Sort of. I mean, they're easier than straight bar spins, flat ground at least. Scarier, but easier because it's not less for me. of a, Yeah. I throw them, still throw long bar. Okay. Yeah. If you don't go long bar, if you throw 180 bar long bar flat ground, that's fucking insane. <laughs> the, the, the other way, I mean, you only do a three quarter of a bar spin when you yeah. go inward. It makes it much easier. But that was always how I gauged myself. Like if I had too much booze. All right, let's fucking do this. <laughs> Do you ever ride that pool in Binghamton? No. Down in uh, uh, near Kirkwood? Nope. Okay. I didn't either because I, I drank too much the one night it was clean. I feel like I just missed out on a lot of this stuff, either mm. not being – no, I was never part of the, like, crew. Oh, right. I gotcha. So, like, a lot of this stuff was happening – yeah, was, under the radar. We were trying to it keep it. It was always on the outside of, of everything. Mm. And I don't even know that that's entirely true or if I was just, like, kind of oblivious to it in some ways. Yeah, I mean, a little, but little. But you guys think, think, too. Because, like, like, Wally was a little more in touch than I was. Mm. He was he was trying to do stuff, like film right. and all that stuff. So everyone wanted... Right. Wanted you around. Well, he's always up on, like, I guess more the technology aspect of it. Like me, I never fucking texted anybody. If I'm not physically seeing mm -hmm. you, I'm not really talking to anybody. I'm just not on my phone. So I'm really bad at communications and always have been. Yeah. I remember my one buddy at 16, I had a phone, and he's yelling at me. Dude, you got a fucking cell phone. Why don't you use it? I'm like, I don't care. I, I don't mean, want it. He's like, I tried to get a hold of you. I'm like, I guess I probably should have used it because I it's nice to get a hold of my friends, but I'm like my mom, my parents gave it to me cause I drive now. So they're like, you get a cell phone. Yeah. I don't want a cell phone. Yeah. I don't want to be found <coughs> or seen or right. I mean, and that was, you know, when 16 year olds were first, I guess, kind of first getting cell phones, at least as a norm. And there was no texting. We had snake on our phone. Yep. yep. And it called, it was literally a phone. You could text. Yes, I believe you could text. I just after nine though, when it was free. Oh, you is do that it what it was? I never did, so I never knew that you could even do that. Yeah, I was a like wizard at T nine after nine or something. When they first came out with T nine, I could sit there and drive and text a whole goddamn paragraph without ever taking my eyes off the road, minus the. Yep, 
I read it. You read it real quick. Yep, it's good. Cool. Send. Now it's it's actually it's, dangerous. Yeah, you gotta look. there's no tactile information. Yep. You can't use the actual feel of buttons because it's just... Yeah, the, the 5 has a little knob on it, so you can always find 5. Yep. And then go, all around it. Go from there. Yeah. And T9 was smart enough, like smart enough in, of an AI system to learn the way you talked, but not smart enough to send all the information to everybody. I kind of like the swipe I use, thing. <clears throat> I use that a bit. Uh, you almost have to think about it, though, more you, than like T9. You didn't have to think that much. No, swipe you do because you got to be very, some words you got to be very precise when you leave, you can't swoop. You have to like, and others, you have to swoop right. if you're going next to it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. If you don't do the swoop, it's spelling a completely new word. Yeah. But I mean, that's the closest you can get to being safe texting. Talk to text. Talk to text. That's true. That too. doesn't work half the time. Nope. I'm the other. I tried to use it today, and I'm like, I had to hit the fucking talk button twelve times before it <laughs> it actually worked. I'm like, what's the fucking point? Don't text, I guess so. <laughs> I guess. But. That's like uh, one of those things that, yeah, we all know. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, my one, my one buddy pretty much only talked texts. And you can always tell because he's got a shop mouth. So there's always obscenities. And when talk text goes through, it's, it's got the asterisk for half the letters, you know. It shows the first one. That's so lame. It is. Come on, guys. Like we're, can we put it on adult mode? Yeah, exactly. Can I, can I say the word fuck? Come on. <laughs> really? We're still scared of a four-letter word that really means nothing besides emphasis in most circumstances. I agree. Is, this, is my volume still good? Yeah, I think so. Cool. It's kind of tucked under my chin now. Yeah, it should be fine. Uh, but... <coughs> yeah, so back to the shop thing. Uh, this year's looking smooth. Got a couple good projects ready to go in the works. Um, don't have a lot of customs lined up yet, but I haven't really been trying to push again. Um, I think if I start posting more, they let people know. Like my website's down. I don't have the money to to keep it going for the little bit of use that it gets and how much money right. they suck from it. Um because I got to use, they don't do a third-party merchant now, so it's just money through them. They take a while. They say they send it out next day, but you don't see it for a week mm -hmm. when I get paid through it. So I just use PayPal at the moment. Which Works better. It, most people have it. I mean, you can still do credit card payments through it, so it's PayPal. Just it feels like they change their terms of service every week. Really? I haven't even paid attention. Yeah, they just always sending out terms of service changes and like of course. I don't use it enough to keep up on what the terms of service are. Mhm. Mm but I know it's something something sketch and it's not for your benefit. No, my bank uh just came out with Well, initially when I talked to them about doing <clears> merchant <throat> services, they're like, "We're working on it." All excited like, I'm like, "Oh, cool." Glad to hear that. But I think they were actually just working on a deal with some third-party merchant. Um, so it doesn't work out to get better rates like I was hoping, but at least it's to the bank. So instead of having to go PayPal, transfer it to my bank, it'll just go straight <clears throat> straight into yeah. my bank account as quickly as possible. So I'm like, well, 
I'll have to find what website they use because the website I was using doesn't do third-party merchants at all. <coughs> so now I'm going to have to ask them what website services they pair with or, you yeah. know, and then have to build a new fucking website, which I suck at and don't have time to do. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the Wix, I was using Wix, which was pretty idiot proof. You could do something decently enough. You can do some decent stuff with WordPress too, okay. and you can get some templates for that. Cool. I know that's what our company website through here is. All right. And then like my Grindworks website is just, it's a WordPress, but it's not a good one. Yeah, that's. I mean, that was the one thing that I was with Wix because I did have a pretty good idea of what I wanted it to do and look like. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, so what I want, they don't have a template for. I have to find a template that's close and learn to modify it beyond that, um, which I started figuring out. But now I'm switching. Going to probably be switching. Yeah, switching things. So and I I let my uh, domain name lapse because I was just like, oh, I don't have the money to to calculably pay for that right now. Yeah, for what it has done for me. Um, so I got to let it. I think it's nine eighty to ninety days before it's back on the market to where I could buy it again. So maybe I'll get a first, a buyer's, an original, like an initial deal again. Yeah, yeah. Like I did, I mean, I think it's 40 bucks now. When I first signed up, it was 10 bucks for the first year. So maybe nice, nice. Give, every year there's an 80 day grace period when I can't afford <laughs> $30 <laughs> to something simple like a, a website name. Yeah, but it's, you're you got a good point that it's not the way that you're making your money like your word of mouth mm -hmm. instagram dms and then straight up text messages and phone calls right i mean i haven't i haven't personally had any stock frames i've made a couple extras that i've i took two up to cranks um and but other than that like i haven't been able to make my own stock frames yet yeah so i made a bunch of custom or uh, batch frames for other people, but I'm just contracted at that. So um, more or less just making a wage, not actually making yeah money for the business to actually be able to do too much. I mean, it's it's more than than nothing by all means, but um, I mean, when you start at below zero, growth takes some time. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> it, it should. I mean, that's part of a business right. plan initially. Anyway, as you yeah. know. Your initial dollar investment is here, mm -hmm. but then the ongoing investment is right. while you try to work back to your return. Right, right. I mean, you know it's two or three years to break even on all that. Yep. Yeah, which which is <clears throat> is difficult. To, and I'm an impatient person. I mean, I'm very patient, but impatiently so. Does uh, that make any sense? You don't like owing <clears throat> money, right? Yeah, I don't like I don't like owing any money at all, and I don't have any, so I. I either am waiting or having to, oh, and, you know, <clears throat> my credit was so dog shit that a bank would not. They just kind of looked at me and go, yeah, we can give you a credit card. It's called cash secured. So you yeah, give you, us money. Oh, I don't have any. Well, then. You know, yeah, you, you give off. us $500 to put on there, and it's <clears throat> essentially a debit card. But Yeah, which I actually, I was thinking the one day, I'm like, oh, I think a good way to do it, because you can transfer, I could transfer my cash secured card to my business account. So I was like, well, what I should do is a cash secured card, transfer all of the money to a separate account in my bank, 
and then just auto pay paying itself off so I can build my credit back up. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it seems like it, though. Having a regular payment go through because my yep. credit's such dog shit that, I mean, even calling somebody that says, I might pay you soon. They're like, oh, you get credit. You get, you get bonus points for your credit. <laughs> you, you thought about paying us. You called yeah. us. You get, you get three points. I sent you a partial <laughs> payment. Yeah. I, five points. Thank you. You piece of shit. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you mentioned PayPal, and I said that they changed their terms of service and a whole bunch of stuff, too. I haven't dealt with it yet because I don't do enough on there. But whenever I was streaming a bunch, all your Twitch payouts went through PayPal. Mm-hmm. Twitch sends you uh, 1099 Whoa. for all the money you make on it. Huh. But so does PayPal. And it's double claiming those Whoa. dollars. Fuck, Which man. you can clearly, you go, look, this is all paid out to here, but it's a, it's a tax problem. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got, you know, if I'm going to start doing that again, I need to stop all of that stuff going through PayPal. And then it's like they got to mail you a check. And it's sometimes, I mean, if you're not waiting on the, needing the money, you the, waiting on it. I don't want the two 1099s that have the same dollar amounts on them. It just yeah. looks, it looks like I made twice as much as I did on all that. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And like that, it wasn't that profitable. Okay. But if you're playing games anyway, you might as well get paid for it. If you can, fuck yeah. I think I was doing like a hundred bucks a month. <coughs> no shit. <clears throat> just, that's, that's awesome. Bad, you no, know? that's... <coughs> I mean, you're going to play them anyways. Why not? Exactly. What was it like specific games actually got you more yes. money? Just, so I played more a lot for... of PUBG, but okay. that one was not, I'm not that good at it. Oh, right. So if you're going to watch someone play that, mm-hmm. you're going to watch the person that's real good. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But I played a couple other games like SnowRunner. Okay. It was fun. That it's a slower paced game so you can actually like talk with people and you don't oh cool you're not if they're talking to you know it's not annoying like shut yeah, up dude yeah. i'm trying to listen i heard some gunshots off in the distance fuck off for a moment well it, you don't you don't get like the hyper focused where mm. you see that there's text happening over here and you're just ignoring but you're just so hyper focused yeah. that you don't even look at the chat for 20 minutes and you're right. like oh man like <laughs> sorry yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because, I mean, to get people to keep following, they're going to want interaction, you know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, for the most part. Unless you're seriously just on one fucking That's, nonstop to, action to where they're not talking because they're watching too. You have to start streaming your work every night. I or Just like a live cam on the shop. I, uh, <laughs> I've thought about that <clears throat> and how awesomely boring that would be. And I actually did that once at FBM before they we went under. Uh you say that there's a, there's a channel on Twitch that I like a lot. That's um, stop sign cam. Nice. And it's just a camera pointed at an intersection. Nice. That's every, awesome. Everyone freaking drives through this intersection. That's never awesome. Stop at the stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I, but I did at FBM. We had a flood because that the new mm-hmm. shop flooded. If it rained hard, um, they, they never really drained the parking lot. Well, so one of one of the live it was on Instagram, not a Twitch or nothing, but just live yeah. videos. One of the only live videos I did on on Instagram was just 
me mopping up a flood. There was no no bike building going on. It was just me pushing a squeegee and a mop back and a shop vac, running a shop vac and a squeegee to suck the water up, and that was it. Yeah, I feel like it could be uh, like hilariously monotonous, yeah. but also fun. Like you leave it up you keep a computer up with the chat or something. So like every once in a while you might walk by and be like, mm-hmm. I see you. <laughs> <coughs> well, I mean to do that, to interact, that'd be good to like build a little what? wheelie cart that, Oh, cause it's, I mean, a lot of the shit I when I, when my hood's down welding, I can't use another hand, but otherwise I normally have two hands or one hand Even on the tool. If you're like, let's say you're just tacking bridges or something and you're like, Mm-hmm have it there people can watch you do it right in between when you're taking a break you can check the chat or whatever i think it's pretty obvious that you're working you're not going to be able to interact non-stop yeah yeah i mean that's if it's not obvious and fuck off and watch something else yeah <laughs> you know, i'm not going to do that i mean that's why i don't post a lot because i don't have enough time to go off but you know answering a couple chats is a lot easier than yeah. Writing a post and checking it over and editing a small video. And I mean, that's a 15 minute process if it's a video. Yeah. Well, and the upside is if you don't have to uh, post, like you can set that up to auto post notifications every time you go live. Oh, shit. So as soon as you hit live, it's like, hey, I'm hmm. going live building bikes right now. Hmm. You're like, oh. Interesting. I, I should do that because like that's when even at, at FBM the thing we noticed with the shops page like if we posted a video of Dylan and I riding versus a video of us building something, we got much more interaction on the shop shit like building stuff. Yeah, yeah. They didn't really give a fuck about the bike riding. Most people that followed at least that page, probably my current page, if anybody still follows it. Um, isn't worried, is, doesn't care about the bike part nearly, nearly as much as the building. I mean, I'm sure a bunch of the people that follow it aren't even bike riders. They're just yeah. interested in how other people build shit. All right. So this is like a funny <clears throat> comment that you'll notice if you do, in fact, start trying to do that. Mm-hmm. But you do it when you're, when you're gaming and you have to start thinking like if someone comes in here and is going to go into a... a channel and start watching Mm -hmm. it needs to feel like there's other people watching okay and that you're actually there Mm -hmm. so what you end up doing is just narrating what you're doing what i'm doing oh which is funny when you catch yourself doing it though (laughs) because i haven't really streamed in months but sometimes i'll be playing a game and it's like oh i'm just doing this going here and you're like what are you doing (laughs) you're you're out loud narrating yourself, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> but you would probably find yourself <coughs> like, oh, right now we're just tacking bridges. And like, <coughs> yeah, you know, I, I use this wire, whatever, this core, this is why. And, like, mm-hmm. and then someone will come in and you'll like end up repeating it all. And it's fine, but it's fun. Oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've been working by myself. For five years straight, I'm, I literally have conversations with myself. I'm halfway <laughs> fucking multiple personality in the shop. Not yeah. quite arguing with myself, but I sometimes argue yeah, with moments. myself. Yeah, moments. You might have your moments. I, there's definitely moments where I'm like, oh, you fucking moron. Why'd you leave that there? You got to go get it now. 
you also said that out loud to yourself. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. <laughs> so, I don't know. It could be some fun. No, it is. And I should do that because it would probably be... I'd at least be able to do something regular because it's easier to go live and go to work as opposed to setting up, setting up, setting up, setting up, editing, clipping, yeah, chopping. I mean, and still do that, but... Yeah, I mean, you can always pull the videos after and just pull your good spots or... Yeah. I mean, also, if it generates 50 bucks a month or something, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I'd have some regular, I'd have almost a regular amount of cash flow. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, this generates more than the building of the bikes. <laughs> yeah, not so, surprising, no. <laughs> which could be cool in yeah. its own way. No, I didn't even think about doing that to You help. to monetize it. To help, yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk about that. Like, I think it was 50 followers to be able to monetize. Hmm. That's 50 not many. 50 followers, you got to stream like five times within a month hmm. and have three contingent or continuous views. Oh, okay. Which wow, you count as very one of minimal. them. You count as one of them if you got your thing up. Oh. And then you just get two friends. Yeah. Hey. Like, hey. I need you, like, for the next couple weeks, um, I just need you to turn this on anytime I see it. Right. I'm going to send you a text. You go turn it on and then go back to being, <laughs> back yeah. to about your day. <coughs> no shit. How, so what's the money in that? Where does it come from? Do you have to pay to be uh, part of it? So once you're monetized, there's kind of interaction stuff where people can drop um, just money hmm. on your page hmm. and it kind of hops up it's got some little animations it's hype hmm. it's just fun to do i guess nice and then there's subscriptions so okay if people once you're monetized it'll run ads on your channel oh okay so anyone watching when an ad plays you're gonna get paid for the views on the ad oh cool but they can subscribe for five bucks a month, mm -hmm. and you get two fifty of that. Hmm. No shit. And then they don't get ads. Oh, okay. So like, I with Prime, you get a free sub every month too. So <laughs> like, I can use my Prime subscription to subscribe to you, and you oh. get two two dollars and fifty cents for free. Oh, that's neat. Hmm. So, like, if Carrie had uh, right. a Prime account, you guys could subscribe to yourself because you're already paying for it anyway. Yeah. You get that money. And then hmm. anyone else in your family, you're like, look, I know you're not doing anything else with this, so just do this. Just do it. Yeah, keep the keep it coming in here. Give me some of my fucking money. Right. So give free. me some of the it's money It's free back. for you. Right. To do and, that. And didn't they just up prime to like 180 bucks, I think? I think yeah, I just saw that. Maybe. I saw a thing of that, that it's gone up. I mean, that's more than double, I think, isn't it? I don't think have of, prime. Think about shipping. Right. No, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like next day shipping on almost everything. And yep. no charges on shipping. And no charges, yet <laughs> we're all... I sent uh, some reclamations... I tied two boxes together, frame boxes. Two frames to Colorado was 42 bucks. That's not terrible. Really not that terrible, but I mean, 
But if you think Over 20, 20 bucks, frames. 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks on everything that gets ordered, uh, they also ship so much mm-hmm. that you know they're working in like 1990s right. rates. Right. They probably own most of like, I mean, Amazon, the main, um, one of their main hubs, if not the main hub, is in Louisville. Mm-hmm. That's also a UPS main like airport hub, mm-hmm. which is, I'm sure, partially why they chose to buy out the Zappos and turn, I'm sure it had to be some, at least a little bit to do with the fact that UPS's hub is in the same goddamn town. Yeah. If it, probably not even 10 minutes away. I mean, it's not far. It's close. Because I worked, I worked at the Zappos when I was in, living in Louisville for, I don't know, almost six months, seasonal, mm-hmm. when, before I moved out to California. That was actually an incredibly fun job for... Didn't get paid much. It was like eight fifty, something like that, an hour. But four ten-hour shifts. Uh, when you free vending machines, fully catered lunch. Um, I think at least three, two to three times a week, it was a local restaurant that catered it. That's. I mean, that adds up to being a, a good bit. <coughs> like I didn't, and they had good vending machines. I mean, they like vegetable cups and sandwiches like really good decent good food i didn't eat breakfast or lunch when i worked there and i rarely ate dinner unless i went out to dinner with leland and his his girlfriend and my brother and shit um so i basically four days out of the week i ate for free as well yeah you know so i'd get out of work and just be able to go ride i had a three-day weekend that leland gave me his gym membership card for so I'd go go do that or go to the Louisville Park put a windbreaker on and some gloves and go ride Louisville that was a good time to live in Louisville in the winter is really nice (laughs) in the summer it's hot as fuck but Louisville in the winter is really quite nice I mean it definitely still gets cold and snows but not like here not like here i mean <laughs> i think the, my brother had to ride fids's motorcycle motorcycle to work when we worked at zappos once then he was riding a motorcycle in the winter in the snow to i think we lived 15 to 20 minutes away from where zappos was and also they had the attached to the warehouse was the outlet store that was always 50% off and then every other payday, employees got an extra 55% off of the already, 50% off on well, everything like in the store. 25%, 20-something percent off. Yeah, I mean, dude, 20% of the, co- of of the, the cost. Price, yeah. yeah, I would be able to go buy. Like, I didn't do it because I am not, didn't care that much. But, like, man, if anybody went here, you could buy Uggs, those ex- massively expensive boots. Yeah, and you just put them on eBay. On eBay. I mean, you could make... I'm sure that they got pervy to that, or at least kept a slight eye out. But, dude, if you did it a few times, I mean, what we would do is I just, all right, everybody, meet me at Zappos after work today, and we'd get, you know, $500 worth of snowboarding gear. Leland got a whole new snowboarding setup minus the board um, and a bunch of other shit for under 100 bucks. It was insane. I'm like, you know what? This is didn't make much, but great place to work. Heck Eight yeah. for free, easy-ish job. Shoes, I mean, I bought so many goddamn pairs of shoes and never spent more than 100 bucks total. 
you know, tried all the, all different ones for better walking and and all that shit. And got to listen to music while you're in there. It sounds awesome. It wasn't so bad. It was fun. You know, it was a seasonal job too, so I didn't have to be nice to it. Like, I didn't have to like go out of my way to be like, well, I gotta see these people every fucking day. It was like if I didn't want to hang out with you, I didn't have to. Yeah. You know, the one guy, I finally asked somebody for a ride home on first round of layoffs. He he used to give me, I guess he wrote, gave me a ride home a couple times, but he'd give me shit for working hard. I'm like, oh, I'm beat today when I get in the car and be like, well, that's because you're fucking just running around and doing stuff all day. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, we're at a job. That's what <laughs> you do. Uh, and then first round of layoffs came and he was giving me a ride home and he was all pissed off. Like, dude, what the fuck, man? They laid me off and they... You got to keep your fucking job. I got a kid. I got this. You don't got nothing. I'm like, well, yeah, but I worked. <laughs> like, I worked you, my ass off. You don't think that they saw that I was always running yeah. around doing something. Yeah, I mean, our job was based off of barcodes, scanning. I probably had the, the highest scans. Like, when I went to go, when I was done, quit and moving to California, I went and told my, you know, my the lead in my department, like, oh, I'm... I'm quitting. She's like, no, 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 no. You, you got a job. You don't have to worry about that. You don't need to, to leave. Them. Oh, I'm moving to California. She's like, oh, well, in that case, have fun. Um, like, go for it. Have fun. Be fun. Um, but I actually, I quit that. Before I went to California, I, I worked at like a farm machinery trade show at like one of their IX center things. That was, that was a really fun job too. I just drove a golf cart around a giant empty warehouse for mm -hmm. a few weeks setting up and then I did a uh, classic car trade show afterwards same thing cool. which you know the you work hard the boss was pumped so he'd give me hey take this post to the fourth building over so I just spend 30 minutes on a golf cart there and back just driving one thing to the other side of the area and come back I got pretty good at doing J turns in a golf cart <laughs> We had a guy that worked for for our company that would go out of his way to not do his job, but he'd do all the hard parts. <laughs> like, he was doing testing, and okay. it's not cool that he wasn't doing it, and it yeah. got brought up multiple times. But he would take all these pieces of equipment and bring them in the trailer, load them on the rack, and make it look like he was doing the testing. And then instead of hitting the button and running the test, he'd just stand there and watch his watch like it was running for the time that it should have ran. What? And then he'd slap stickers on them and take them out. And you're like, just run the test. What are you doing? You're not saving any time. It's taking longer. Yeah, you're taking longer because now you're paying attention to your watch than just listening to the machine go, I'm done. <laughs> but like, <coughs> we had a customer that, like our, the, his coworkers were like, hey, he's not testing. And then he, they're like, are you sure? And they're like, listen, it's, you don't hear it. It's not running. And they go, check this out. And they unplugged his trailer from the wall for an hour. Oh, no. And it just kept bringing stuff in, taking it out. 
Whoa. And then they confronted him about it. Yeah. Like, you can't, you're going to retest everything that you did to that. And you ain't getting, well, I'm sure they did. You're but not like, welcome back here. No, you're not getting paid for half that shit either. Fuck, that sucks. <laughs> that's that's weird. I don't get people sometimes. I, you're making it harder. <laughs> yeah. But it's like the same thing. Like how how long does your day last if you spend the entire day avoiding work versus just doing the work? Mm-hmm. My dad, he just retired. He's like, dude, that was the last COVID. Everything was so slow for him. He made oil pumps. He was a tester for oil pumps uh, for uh, like military planes and commercial planes and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, dude, we. He's like, I tested one pump today, and he had to work like ten hours. <laughs> he's like, it's a it's a half hour job. So he just had to find seven and a half plus hours of wasting time yeah and he couldn't go home like he had to be there and he's like this is fuck this this is this is it's bad it's it's annoying it's bad yeah i like to be busy let me get this especially if it's a job that you don't really like obviously he didn't like that job that's why he didn't do it (laughs) i'm assuming but like especially if you don't like your job why the fuck would you make it take all goddamn day or at least feel like it you know i don't know and, I mean, I. And, but, and why would you do the hard part? <clears throat> right. Why would you do the difficult part? Not the easy part that actually matters. Well, I guess the other part you have to do to get to the easy you part. You have to do that part to get to the easy but part. Still, but still, you like, got there. Do the part that matters. I guess if one failed, then you got to go through the rejection process. And it's like. But it's, there's a reason it fucking failed. Well, they were doing dielectric <laughs> testing, like all the lineman equipment and all your hot sticks and poles and all that. Type of stuff, like, dude, you'll kill somebody. That's kind of fucking important. <laughs> Which is why, you like, everyone turns you in every time you start cutting corners. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad we don't own that company anymore. We sold it. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it like, like, not our problem. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> if it's continually something, like, uh, separate yourself from that Yeah. situation. But that was, uh, I don't know. I but you see people do it all the time. Like they wander around slowly and don't get anything done. And you're like, or you could just work. <laughs> just get something done. Your day goes by, things get done, things don't get procrastinated. Uh, I had a, a machinist <laughs> that I worked with at the one place that I was in engineering. He's in the, the tool room. Mm-hmm. And I would take stuff down to this guy and be like, hey, I need one of these or I need two of these. Like, <coughs> and it was just, ah, oh, that, that's going to take like all day long. And he'd complain and complain. And he's, the whole time he's pacing around the shop and complaining. And it's like, okay, you've been complaining for 20 minutes. Yeah. How long is it going to take? And he'll hand you the part finished. And he's like, Ah, it's all done. You're, you're like, you know what? That is the most valuable life, life lesson. <laughs> I don't care if you complain as long as you work while you're doing it. Yeah, there you go. Wine all day long. <laughs> Just do something while you're doing it. Like, I a couple people at, at work now, it's <clears> like, <throat> can you do this for me? And they'll spend a half hour complaining about how difficult it's going to be. And it's like, you could have had it done in 10 minutes. You keep going. I mean, so now, now you got still got ten minutes to do it, but you spent a half hour complaining about it. Right. 
You could have just complained while you worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess their parents didn't teach them how to eat food and watch TV at the same time. That's what I'm working on with my girls right now. All right, you can watch TV while you eat food, but you got to do the eating of the food part also. Not just watch TV with your food in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Hand to mouth. It's easy. It's, you don't need to talk while you eat. You're too young to really talk while you eat anyways. We don't need you choking on a grape because you tried to tell me an exciting story while you're eating your food. Let's just watch a stupid show. But eat. <laughs> it's crazy how many times... If, if your mouth is not chewing, then it's time to put another right. one in. That's what I'm like, hey, Fee, you got anything in your mouth? No. I'm not jumping, though. <laughs> put something in there because you're not jumping. You're not eating. You're watching a show. Does a show have to get shut off? I guess you got to do that to people, at, know, adults like, at work now. Do we have to remind you to do your job? Okay, complain. But complain while your hands are doing something yeah i i will stand there and let you complain if yeah. you do what i asked you to do while you're complaining I'll, I'll let my ear be the one you complain to as long as you're working at the same time <laughs> it's quite simple to do but that that guy was my favorite for that <coughs> constant complaining <laughs> and the whole time he's just doing what you asked him to. it do. was it was a shtick he got a kick out of it <laughs> I, I mean at some point maybe it's just the machine shop thing too yeah yeah <laughs> enough people around enough cynical people all day you just kind of have cynicism that pumps through your blood mm -hmm. of god damn it making me do this fucking part all right here it's done yeah <laughs> the there were a couple of times he's like i'll do the majority of them but you're doing at least one or two just so you know what a pain in the butt it is <laughs> I'm like, fine all right man I had, he had me like drilling K500 Monel and it's just one of those nickel alloys that sucks. Mm, okay. He's like, I did all the parts you needed. I was just making you drill that just so you knew what it was. <laughs> just so you know. Just this so you know when you ask drill. for this, it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. I hope I never get like that. I don't think I will though. I love my job. I love going to work. But I also think that part of the reason that he was, you know, he was going to complain to anyone. Right. I don't think he was going to do it right away for anyone. Yeah. I think it was the fact that I would like, no, oh, I want to learn. Like right. if you want to put me in front of this, so I understand what I'm asking of you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way to learn the question you got or figure out the way to do is to do it yourself a little bit. How can I design a part to be manufactured on a lathe if I don't know what a lathe can do? Right, exactly. And how the tools work and I'll, oh yeah, sure, I can draw the feature, but can I actually get a tool in that does this? Yeah. I think that my I was helping my dad work on his Ford and I was like, "Oh, I think the engineers that designed this thing have never touched a wrench or worked on a car in their entire life cuz you made spark plug changing a multi-specialty tool design that takes an hour to do uh, for what? <laughs> like this, yeah. well, you change these things out frequently. Why is it such a pain in the ass? <laughs> I'm like, I guess that's one of the, the idea, the things for Ford should be is, uh, all right, you can be the engineer of designing it, but you also have to at least change the spark plug on this car. <laughs> at yeah. least that would, that's your test. Here's change the spark plug. Now you can go design the car. I mean, a spark plug is 
have you changed a headlight? Right. Lately? Yeah, there like, you go. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I think the one we had to do two extensions, an elbow, a little extension before you can get the socket on it just to get and you had to stand pretty much on the hood of the car or the the quarter panel mm-hmm. of the car to get to it. I was like table design guys. Yeah. <laughs> I have to partially disconnect my washer fluid plumbing to get to my headlight. <laughs> wow. That's some ingenious design right the, there. The Chevy that I had before this this one, you had to actually unbolt the headlight assembly and pull it out. Okay. Which was annoying, but at least it was it made intuitive. Sense. Yeah. But the the Infinity I had before that, I could change both headlights in 30 seconds. Oh, that's awesome. It was just the clips. Yeah. Pop, pop, change, unplug, clip, in. Like, totally accessible. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. That's Honda, right? Honda makes that? Uh, Nissan. Nissan, that's right. That was the the Volkswagen I had. Man, you can tell that was designed by somebody who was going to take it apart themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I had to do a motor swap. I just took all the bolts off and threw them in a pile because every single bolt could only go back where it belonged. You couldn't put a bolt back in the wrong place. You couldn't, you couldn't fuck it up. And, you know, I was like, <laughs> oh, that's neat. You can, like, this only goes here, and there's four. There was no bolts extra. That was, like, shocked. I'm like, I did a motor swap by myself, and I didn't miss a bolt. Miraculous. That's awesome. <clears throat> I thought so. The only thing that actually took long was I didn't realize that I had to get inside and disconnect the... What? Fuck, the plate to the transi- transmission. I had to... If I disconnected one piece, it came out much, much quicker. The other one, I had to, like, wiggle it and pull it and, and get it out the way I did it. I put it in easy. I got it out the difficult way. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not really that bad. <laughs> I got frustrated because I'm like, why won't this come out? Oh, you forgot one. But it went smooth other than yeah. that. But, yeah. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Tangents. I mean, that's, that's the better me. way to do it. <laughs> that's, that's me. It's the better way to do it. Right. If we were just trying to do Q&A on what you're doing at it, it the shop, it would yeah. be like, okay yep and quick right especially if like yeah you know we were slow now we're getting busier still kind of slow could take more work thanks yep all right nice and quick i do got a big project that's going to come in in the works that's going to be fun once we actually start on it um i got um tech bike co-frames coming up trevor watring and dustin mm-hmm. reese's stuff those are fun to build the nowheres are, I'm going to do some, I think 22s this year and some 18s. Did the nowheres, I know you've done a handful of them now. Did they get easier to build now that you've had a few behind you? Are they still kind of? Uh, yeah, pain? I got a good process down for them now. The only thing I really would like to do is change how I do that brace tube. Um, it's really, really, really difficult to keep centered and especially centered to itself. So I think that's one that might be ideally a laser cut part. I just need to build one 
without the piece and then really take good measurements to come up with an actual drawing and get a prototype or two made. Cool. Because um, it changes, that, that tube itself changes quite drastically between the two top tube sizes. You know, any standover height change, top tube length, that changes that piece up completely. That's kind of interesting, <coughs> but makes sense. It's right. Just wedging between two weird angles. Yeah, and like the one time I was like making one, I'm going to see if I can make one that'll work for both. And I had to do too much grinding. I was like, all right, if I got to do like a little bump, clearance bump here and fit it, it'll, uh, that'll be doable. And I'm like, oh, I put it in. I'm like, oh, that's like three or four ang degrees. I can't grind three or four degrees on every part. That'll fucking take forever to have a good fit. Yep. Yeah. And where, and then, up, so. yeah. And then you're going to wear your grinding disc down to where I got to keep rolling it and changing the angles and to make it, you know, stay, stay true and tight to the fit. So I gotta, I gotta come up with that or a more rigid fixture for the lathe. Cause the lathe, the table won't move. Mm -hmm. I started doing my bridges on the lathe. I got that from uh, Ben at White House. He made a, uh, the bridge holder for his lathe and started using that. And I saw that I'm like, that's fucking genius. It will never move because before the fixture we had at FBM, the table would eventually slightly start to move. So I'd have to readjust bridges every five to 10, just check every five to 10 and then give it its, its little tiny bump back to keep it centered with that lathe. No movement needed. It's impossible for it to move. That's awesome. It's because it's just all one, one solid piece. No, no adjustability at all. So I'm like, oh my God, this, I wish I would have. Although we never had a lathe at FBM, except for, I think we borrowed Derek's for a year. Yeah. I or two. Did, did you even end up really borrowing it there? Or was it like he was I, still just doing stuff for you on it? I used it. Like it was okay. at the shop for a little bit. I started, I made a couple fixtures on it, um, but they never bought it from him. And then we had to move. Um, I think that was, I think he came and got it when we had to move out of JC. Yeah. Out of that building when the uh, landlord didn't pay his taxes for the last 17 years. We got booted. It's on a good wins to know notice. you can make 17 years, though. Well, so I guess the dude's dad worked for the IRS at one point. So he knew the minimal amount to pay and, you know, the right way, time to pay it to just keep it going. And then after 17 years, I was getting ready for the 21st birthday party. We we're going to do ramps out back. So I started, there was a loading dock. We were going to put a rail down and uh, quick create the loading dock to be a ramp. Um, you know, like a, a tight barrier type feel quarter pipe. So I was like the one day I was spreading out, filling in all the cracks. I went and bought like a hundred and some dollars worth of quick create. I was filling in all the cracks, the gaps in the loading dock. And then a guy comes, what the fuck are you doing to my building? Looked at him like, uh, fixing it. We're going to have a jam out here. No, you're not. Who the fuck are you? I'm like, I, we rent. Like I work in the bike building thing to rent out back. Not anymore. This is my building. Some government asshole. Um, I don't know what he, what his job was, but he was somebody with the, uh, the government. He was a dick. 
I'm like, why are you being an asshole to me, man? I'm not the one that hasn't paid. We didn't know this at the time, but I'm not the one that hasn't paid taxes for 17 years. Yeah. Don't be an asshole to me, you fucking piece of shit. Um, but yeah, that's when that was like, I think we got, was it two weeks? Maybe a little bit more than two weeks to where they're like, all right, you got to leave. So you're like, like cool. <laughs> Let's make this happen. I'm assuming that that got, like that building couldn't have been that expensive to be operating out of, but commercial real estate, even the junkiest is still expensive. I could be wrong, but I want to say that that place was 2000 a month. That's fair. And Because you had a lot of square footage there. It was big. Yeah, it was pretty long. I mean... Some raccoons. Now and definitely then. some raccoons. Uh, we had... <laughs> it would rain in the spring because um, the coldness of the building would be so damn cold um, that in the, the summer, we'd open the doors up to get some heat in there, but it would just make the ceiling condensate and just rain on us at work. Which was crazy. Then that's when they bought, uh, uh, Herbals bought a heating system for FBM. It was after the first year of rain. We're like, all right, we have to heat our area a little bit in the winter so that way we don't get rain in the spring. Yeah. And also it's not 20 degrees because um, below East Coast would get cold, but it was all underground. So it was like, yeah, it was insulated. Right. It, it at least didn't get cold enough that everything froze. That place, everything would freeze <coughs> without any heat. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that's this year is the first year I had non-freezing temperatures in nice. the shop, which is cool. It's weird. I, like, I keep going, all right, I got to do this before winter, winter gets here because it's so cold. It's not so cold in there that I know that it's there. And then I'm like, oh, shit, it's. Yeah, but like it's February. Forty-five is like pretty workable when yeah. it's not freezing. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's basically where my that heater will keep it. If I really cranked it up and pushed it, I could maybe get it to fifty. Um, if it's above twenty degrees, if it's between twenty and and freezing, I could probably push it to fifty degrees. Um, but I, I mean, I don't. If forty yeah. forty sums fine. Once I start seeing 30, that's when I'm like, let me turn it on high. Yeah. Or at least medium high. Your hands aren't, as long as you keep working, 40, 45 is like, even out riding. Like I can go ride in 40, 45 and you're moving, you stay comfy, the sweatshirt's perfect. Yep. Your hands get enough blood flow if you're pummeling, pedaling. It's the 30 mark that starts to be, ooh. Yeah, it's too too brutal. And especially riding-wise, my body doesn't move quick anymore, let alone when it's cold. Um, yeah. But, like, I got I, I got a wood burner, too. So I've been uh, trying to bring that back into it more um, speaking, to supplement the wood pellets. Speaking the pellets of riding, I haven't had a chain in, like, three, four weeks. No shit. I've probably only ridden twice. <laughs> it's like I'm riding a scooter. Oh yeah, I'm. I might have an extra chain at home. I have. I have enough to put one together. Oh okay. I need to, like, I don't know. All my life and my stuff is just in storage and in limbo. Mm. So, I've got a nasty enough burr on my sprocket that it kept grabbing the pin and oh. ripping it out of my 
chain. No shit. So I would, it would like half pull it out at least every time. <coughs> huh. And I'd, you know, get it back in and like it ripped itself out finally mm. real bad. You need a new sprocket. <laughs> I just need to deburr it. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. It is just I just need it. a file. Or it's aluminum. just aluminum. Right. I just need a file and run it around it quick. Chase it. And then throw a new chain on, but yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, it's that's upstate New York in the winter. Really, what's the point? Well, to a point. Like my bike is, I had to get it out of my car because I needed to go pick up equipment for work. Now it's in the garage. I haven't gotten it out because it's cold. And like, Mm -hmm. at some point, I just need a workshop again. Yeah. Like having a garage or a workshop that I can go work in, Mm -hmm. where if I make a little mess with with filings, it's fine. Right. Sweep it up. Right. But like, this is kind of my workshop right now. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get like a pad if you really want to get into that. But like, I just, everything I get, it just sits in that room. Mm. And uh, like, we've been contingent on a house for (coughs) three months now. Oh, yeah. You guys have kind of found one then? We put an offer on it. We got it accepted. They have our down payment. (laughs) <laughs> we had a closing date. You do or you don't? Did. Okay. And they pushed it? Uh, they went to pre-sign all their documents to go, wait a minute. We don't own this house. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, basically that's how I feel. How? How do you not know that you didn't own a house? Because or, yeah. they're, the guy's dad owned the house. Oh, okay. But... He died in 2019. Oh, and nothing they, officially they ne- went They through. never filed the estate, so it's... You got to wait for that process. Could be a month, could be nine months, could be who freaking knows how long. Fuck. And if there was something else on the market that we liked, like, we can kind of do whatever. Mm-hmm. But also, we can just hang out. Yeah, what do you do with that? Are they, will they fund you down? Uh... I mean, I'm sure you'll take some sort of hit. I could ask for that just because like it's not paying interest in your account. Mm. But it's not that much down. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like the 20 down to hold. No, no, it's it's 2000. Oh, all right. I mean, it's still it would be nice to have it in my bank account and not theirs. But yeah, no, I'm sure they're going to have like. They got to file the estate because mm-hmm. it never executed the will. They need to, hopefully, hmm. and I don't know any of the details of the legal side of this. Uh, hopefully, there's no other family that's going right. to contest this or that. God is yeah, there. Fuck to think about that. So <coughs> that they got to make sure that this guy had paid all of his taxes and everything. Figure out what the liabilities are. Mm-hmm. Make sure that there's no, like, second mortgage on the house or a reverse mortgage that then the bank technically owns it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that on paper it was willed to this guy, Mm -hmm. which should make things smooth. Right, right. But that's always optimistic thinking. Right. (laughs) Which is never how the outcome, not always how the outcome comes. And, like, he's got to file the estate. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did. He's filed it now. But they, it all needs to go through court, and then they need to decide if they can free the house up. Or if they have to close the estate first. 
they may be able to sell the house outside of the estate and then the money goes to the estate to pay off all these other debts. Oh, okay. If that, there are any. That almost seems like the most logical way to do it. Yeah, but I think they have to make sure that there's enough right. asset and return for it to go through. Yeah. <laughs> and that there's no no contest to right. it. So, I don't know, we'll see. But yeah, it's kind of wild. No shit. Is it what you guys want in the house? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Not sort of settling because you're sick of yeah, not it's, having it's one? It's the first one that when we looked at, at it, we were happy with it. Oh, I'm cool. settling in the price realm. Gotcha. Because it's more than I want to spend, yeah. but it's kind of what we want. So. Right. I mean, at this point, unless you want to keep waiting, you're going to have to settle at about a price. We're not quite low well, enough yet. Well, at this point, I've been contingent <laughs> for three months and the market is dropping. Right. Yeah. So you're going to want to almost reevaluate your offer, too. Which, that might even be worth bringing up. Which, be like, I'm it, sorry, but it ain't valid because the guy didn't have the right to be signing a contract. Right. So you, if yeah, if you have to, you can easily pull that in. Be like, so. I'm not the one that fucking balled this whole thing up. This is you jumping the gun on a sale for a house that wasn't yours. The agent legally have checked. When right. They, before they listed it. They yeah. Checked that this guy can actually sell the house. How is that overlooked? I mean. <laughs> Right. I just put yours on the house market last week, John. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> I was wondering why I had some strangers showing yeah, up looking yeah. at me confused. Yeah, that wouldn't that be the first thing you would do <laughs> as a real estate agent? You would think so. What's the or very least, first thing that needs to go? At least the lawyer. Right. So on like both sides of it, it's just weird that it got as far as it did. <laughs> yeah, to the fact to them accepting a payment. I, I think or an offer. I think the guy is a junior, so the name may have matched uh, enough that Okay. I'll give him that. That's logic I could see that. That's a, an honest mistake, not a negligent one. Or yeah. more so, I guess. Yeah, right. It's not like It's still negligent. Paul was trying to sell John's house while well, Right. How? <laughs> yeah. Paul was my renter. Why was he trying to sell my house for from underneath me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also though like glad they realized it before yeah because there's an entire possibility if that had gone through and no one caught it that like years down the line like all of a sudden try to I take your house own a house yeah <sighs> imagine that kerfuffle you so, just what you that'd be you walking into a courtroom with the back of your hand against every lawyer's face you see asshole I'm out uh, on the street now with no house. Well, that's one of the primary concerns with everyone that I talk to, though. Because, like, think if I had thought we were had a closing date and I gave notice to a landlord that I'd be out or something. Right. Or even if we were selling another house to someone else and now they're contingent on it, like, the, the effects of something like this could be pretty drastic. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and they're like... Do you have a place to be? I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of lucky in that regard, but right. Like, otherwise, I think this dude would have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, if we had to be in a hotel for right. six months while they got this rectified, pretty sure that would be on them. Yeah, you they, you wouldn't. Why would? There's no way that it would make you pay for it. Like. <laughs> Oh, I won't say that. There's a good chance that yeah. they would try uh, to there, make you pay. There'd be an for. argument for sure. Yeah, there'd be and then a lawyer getting involved on that one. 
<clears throat> but yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Cool. Hopefully it works out. Mm-hmm. Where's it? It's in Vestal. Appalachian. Appalachian. Vestal nice. Schools, Appalachian. Cool. That's kind of where you want to be, anyways, right? Vestal Schools. Yeah. Vestal Schools, Appalachian tax, taxes. They're not any better. No, they're not. Damn. <laughs> I guess we're in, you're in Broome County still. Oh, no, so. that's Tioga. Is it? Tioga's that much too. Fuck. I, I guess it's, it's New York it's now, just right? There. Yeah. Or it just feels high because my PA ones are so low. That would, I mean, I just, my parents moved to PA and my mom's like, it's 400. I'm like, cool. She's like, no, like a year. I'm like, I know what you mean. I know that your taxes in bumfuck nowhere, mountain town PA is not 400 a month. I mean, mine in, uh, outside of Pittsburgh, they were 2,500 a year. That's where we're, we're about 26 right now in Newfield. This will be like six or 7,000 a year. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's it's a mortgage a, it's, payment it's a full once it's mortgage all, payment once it's every paid off. month. Yeah. After you pay your house off, you still have to make a mortgage payment. Yeah. Like a good size mortgage payment. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. You don't ever own your house. No. Cause stop paying your taxes. Right. You don't own your house. No, nope, you just think you it. do. No, not at all. You just, you just gave the bank a bunch of money and we're going to still take your goddamn house. Double pay, pay twice as much as what the house sells for because of the interest rates mm-hmm. over 30 years. Yep. And I'm like, I got pissed off when I, because I just, you know, getting into this when we bought our house. I'm like, they're like 4.1% interest rate. I'm like, oh, cool. And then I look at the thing. I'm like, at the end of the 30 years, you'll pay 170. I'm like, that's not 4.1, motherfucker. That's 70%. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, well, it's a compounding. It's, I'm like, yeah, I get that. But why don't you just say it's 70% over 30 years? You know? We're still going to have to go to you. We're not going to go, yeah. well, wait, let me not do the 70%. Let me pull $100,000 out of my ass. Yeah. No, we're still going to have to accept the 70, but at least you're not fucking lying. <laughs> you know? Like, if you pay it off early, it's less. But if you take 30 years, you got 70%. Just be, don't lie to me. Be, yeah. be, be more straightforward and be uh, so convenient. Everything's nice. up like 6.8. So you're back, you're at like 100%. Wow. Yeah, we got, when we bought our house, it was like a good time to buy a house. The inch, they're like, this is like the lowest housing rates we've seen in a long goddamn time. I think because we got two loans. One was uh, a first time home down. buyers thing that was like 3.8. And I think the other one was 4.1. I might make out on this because I think that the housing rates have gone down. Cool. Now I got to check. <laughs> um, Probably at least from when you first you know, put in the offer, right? Oh, yeah, they were like 6.8. Uh, they were 7-something last year. Wow. But what are they right now? February 2023, they're five and a quarter. Oh, damn. That's a lot less. I would definitely want to re- at least re-talk wait, to the bank wait, if wait, that. Maybe. <coughs> well, I, I haven't signed anything yet. Oh, yeah. So you don't really even have to, huh? Yeah. 
Oh, you know what? It might still be 6-3. The, the, like, variable where it's fixed for 10 years and or whatever. And oh, then yeah. Flexes are fixed for... That is, like, 5. Okay. But next year it could be 7. Uh, no, it's fixed for 10 years. And I, what I oh, can okay. say is fix for 10. if I'm going to pay 7% interest rate, I'm going to refinance in at least 10 years anyway. Right. The problem is if you don't understand that you have to reclose. Oh, no. Shit. So it's like buying your house again. You have the lawyer fees. You have the okay. closing costs all over again. Hmm. No shit. So like, do you make out? Yeah, right. Because you're going to have what? That, I mean, I think ours was our closing... And lawyers and everything came to like 31, I think. Yeah, probably. When we bought our house, I believe that's what it was. Yeah. It was right around 31,000 or 3,100. Oh, no. Mine, I think mine are going to be like 20. Oh, wow. No shit. Uh, that, that didn't include our down payment. That okay. was just. Yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't. So cash to close with the down payment and everything will be about 20. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, no, you're right. Probably a refi <coughs> would be like five. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, you wash that in. It's going to yeah, get washed right out to normal rates maybe, pretty much anyway. Maybe. Or at least close enough that, like, but if, at this current moment. If stuff goes back down to three something, four something, yeah, it. you might. That would be worth it, for sure. I mean, not in, the, not in the time, but overall. And if you just pay extra on it the whole time. That's one thing we don't. I can't wait to actually be making livable money again as opposed to like scraps uh <laughs> so that i can help pay our mortgage down quicker because yeah. i would like not to pay 70 percent or seventy thousand dollars interest that'd be nice it, it would <laughs> also i would like to build a new like i was saying mentioning a little bit earlier before we started i'd like to uh build a new building that's probably like the next the first main big purchase will be a new building of some sort because mm -hmm. I want to do, I want to, which uh, of course I want to go expensive, but I would like to go inexpensive on the building itself if possible. I found a, a barn in Cayuta that I, uh, just an old barn that I'd like to tear down for very inexpensive for the size that it is. Mm -hmm. Like the, a steel, uh, the size of the building that it is, a steel one, I think it was like a hundred thousand and then this was 10. Just old wood barn. I mean, you'd have to do a lot of insulation and adding to it. But the money I want to spend is on radiant heated floors. Yeah. So that way the shop is always warm. And I want to build a big enough section in the back to put a, a mini ramp inside of it. Spine mini, if preferably. But I feel like if you could get a nice five-foot spine mini or something, mm -hmm. even a four-and-a-half, like the full fives... You don't need it. Any four is a little tiny. Yeah, I'd like a six to be honest. Six walls with a four and a half. Idea. My idea one would be about a six foot. Six foot one side, maybe five and a half. The other with a wall ride. Mm -hmm. um, but that way you St can staggered height on the spine, like a, a four to a five or a five to a six. Or I would do a four and a half straight across. If there was any staggeredness, it'd be a four foot box jump next to it. But you also have to set offset one of the quarter pipes. I meant height-wise. Yeah, yeah, I would right? keep it. Yeah, 
If I did any staggered, it would be a four-foot box with a four-and-a-half spine. I think if you go too big with a spine, I, I shit my pants too much to enjoy it. And too little makes uh, not overstalls sort of a pain. Yeah. But mellow, you can overstall a fucking two-foot spine all day long because the lean just works. Mm-hmm. Try to, I mean, Brant's the one. I mean, I don't. I'm shocked on how many ice picks he can do, like the size quarter pipe or fucking wedge, practically, that he can ice pick stall. The the one he posted, I think today, is a wedge. It was. I saw that. It was like two feet tall, if that. It's a transitioned wedge. Yeah. There's no lip to it at all. <laughs> I don't even think it's a bike length. And I was like, God damn, man, how the fuck do you <laughs> ice pick that small? But eh, when you got the technique. Yeah, once you do it, like I was noticing. Um, He's always very like low to the back wheel, which gives you that nice good center of gravity and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I, when I met him in Ohio, we rode that Wooster Park that he rides all the time. And I had the hardest time ice picking that quarter that he fucking does all of his ice pick tricks on. And I saw him do it like for the longest time, he just kept doing the mower ice pick. And I'm like, I, that kind of almost seems like if you can do that trick, it'd be easier to get into the actual ice pick because I'd have to lean my bike so hard that mm-hmm. I was, my shin would hit the top tube and want my peg to not really grab. Yeah. But now when you ride that quarter, you're like, oh, it's, it's quite impressive what you're able to make happen on that. Yeah. The stalls that he does, the things that he does on that, it's like awesome. I mean, but when that's the quarter you got in your town, that's what you learn to ride, right? Mm-hmm. But um, no, that, that was a fun park. That, then it's we probably went, the best Woodward prefab park <clears throat> I've ever ridden, other than the one that Woodward actually had there. Y- yeah. Is those ones in State College Woodward prefab, or is they just Woodward design? They look like um, they were at least modeled after Woodward. I was always wondering if they had built it, though. There was one actually at Woodward that they had, okay. like up on the top area above Cloud Nine. Oh, I remember that. It was that. all prefab, and it was when they first did the Woodward prefab stuff. I remember at least seeing footage of it. That was fun. I, I will say the only thing I've ever disliked about those prefab parks is the layout. Mm-hmm. The ramps are always perfect, Qu- perfect quarters. All the wedges have generally have nice, smooth transitions into them because they're machine built yeah, to replicate yeah, they, they are perfect they're they exactly they actually are perfect ramps um but the layout is generally done by some jackass in the city that doesn't know what he's talking about he goes all right we got this much money i want a b g and f please <laughs> yeah and then we rotate them exactly 90 degrees from one another and we arrange them poorly yeah very very poorly we forgot to ask anybody for real help <laughs> at least layout wise we helped them uh, th- raise money. This would be fun if it was at a 45 to everything else. No, no. No. 90, 90 degrees. That's what a hip is, right? 90 degrees? Sometimes. Yeah, so the quarter pipe for going at that hip should be perfectly 90 degrees to the other quarter pipe. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, but we cr- like that's not the way the traffic flow goes. Not at all. Um, I'd say Vermilion in Ohio, they had a good, a fun prefab setup where they, I think, the hip might have been 90, but your landing into the hip was like 16 feet long. 
so you could actually utilize it. And then they had a good six foot, five and a half to six foot quarter on the other side to handle all the speed you would get off of that. That's cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is, you can have nice prefab layouts if it's done well. But I'm trying to think if there were any other prefab parks I've ever really ridden that were good. Ch- uh, Chittenango in Syracuse. Okay. Um, that's actually how Isaac, Isaac built <clears throat> some ramps modeled after that. So they're like, it's like an arch bridge design, all made out of flat bar steel. So the most inexpensive material you can use. Oh, duh, of course. Prefab uh, Sheridan in, in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. The one with the big, like, six-foot quarters and the flat rail and all the... I don't know if I've been to Sheridan. I think you'd know it if you saw it. Probably. I'm sure I've seen video of it. You definitely have. <coughs> um, the only prefab I rode in Pittsburgh was uh, at Imperial. No, not Imperial. Yeah, Imperial. That's the one with the bowl and the prefab up top. Right? I think yeah. So. Yeah. What was the park that I rode when uh, Glenn and Tom lived there? It was two square bowls. Uh, Polish Hill. Polish Hill. That was the only other. That was the only park I rode in Pittsburgh for a long time when I'd go visit. Because they lived, they lived really close to MLK, I believe. When they first moved out there. Yeah. So this is Sheridan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of Doyle clips. From yeah, that's this bowl. Okay. The three-quarter bowl. But yeah. That is the best prefab park I've ever ridden. Yeah, that, that was when I saw uh, Doyle do the tail whip to fakie, and he kind of did it in an alley fakie air. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense to doing that trick not straight, like kind of give it a little flow so it, it helps, makes the trick work. <laughs> oh, um, damn, that looked good. I know what clip you're talking about. Yep. I don't remember what video, yeah. but I know what clip. Was it uh, Was it the, shit, the system video? Maybe. I think it might have been system cycle, the system cycle video. That was a good one. I used to watch that one, that video a lot. But that park. Yeah. Those quarters. I never rode that butter. one. Butter. Oh, I rode the one near Brad's house. That's a prefab place. Uh Penn Hills with all the gray and like some movable ledges and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a mini ramp, but it's more or less street stuff. Yeah, and it's a spine mini, but it's like four feet yeah. wide. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that thing's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. The mini ramp side of it is really good, but that spine is really narrow. Mm-hmm. It's probably eight feet, but it feels but like still, it's four. It's mine as well, yeah. Now that I rode that one, <clears throat> I haven't been to Pittsburgh a whole hell of a lot recently. Didn't do a lot of street riding there. You know, when you go, I don't know. There's like a lot of other stuff to do. So, mm-hmm. well, and like when I went with Glenn and Tom, they were skateboarders, so they didn't venture long distances. Mm-hmm. You know, like we would. So we'd ride MLK and then go downtown. Yeah, but I know there's. I mean, it's. Just like any big town, all the spots are on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. Especially in that town, I'm sure there's a lot of dead man because that's so that place is so steep. Yeah, that's why yeah. I've always thought Ohio's good because it's in them rolling hills. That's why there's so many good spots because 
it's hilly, but it's not deathly steep to where all the handrails are just nosediving in the ground. <laughs> 40 stairs. Yeah, there's... um. I haven't really ridden all that much street in Ohio. Some a-, no. a lot of Akron. Yeah, I mean that's that's really no nothing in Columbus. I've ridden a couple of parks around Columbus. Mm. Columbus has so much street. I remember we used to go down there right after Can I Eat came out, and we found half of Stephen Hamilton's part just riding around Columbus and the outs and the surrounding areas of Columbus. We found that roof. Uh, <clears throat> it's in a college, I think, north of Columbus. But that one roof that he did, I think it was a 450 on in that in the KNIE video. Okay. He's written it somewhat recently. I've seen some other clips. But, I mean, dude, we shit our pants when we found that. We're like, what the fuck? Uh, speaking of, like, Columbus area, did you see that Vinny clip? Vinny DeVera's, uh full pipe, open loop? Dude. Dude. <laughs> Holy shit, man. That bowl is Big. <clears throat> is that Columbus? It's Newark, Newark, Ohio. So it's right oh. outside. Damn, that's wild, man. I saw that. I'm like, that's a cool loop. He did that's that's neat. He did another loop. Why are they making a big deal? Oh shit, there's no top. And like tight, it took me a second. Tires to... skirted it. <clears throat> yeah, like I was like, oh, that's neat. But they like the way it was posted made it seem like it was a big deal. Not that it's not looping a full pipe. It's absolutely fucking yeah. crazy. Um, but the second then it played through again. I'm like. Oh fuck! There's no top. He just he did the loop with no loop. Fuck, man, <laughs> that's crazy. At night with the lights on. Yeah, at night with the lights on. And then I, I did see a clip of the Unclicked podcast. I think they were talking about it, and I think I haven't watched that episode. But yeah, yeah, I I bl- just saw the clip. I think Anderson said that it it was like nine. Or whoever was taught Fudger, maybe nine to ten, eight or nine tries to get it, and I'm just like, that's. Yeah, that, what is that? What needs is to be a one and done? Yeah, <laughs> what? Is, what a fucking suck fest that would be to go. Oh, that didn't work first try. Fuck. Oh, that didn't work second try. <laughs> fuck. I gotta keep going. All right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep going. I'm. I want it. I think Vinny posted something about that too, like that I think he ran out of daylight and thought it was done and then the lights came on and it's like, oh, it's go time I guess now. I gotta go. Didn't they say too that it was uh, poached, sort of poached footage? Some random guy's the one that posted it. Like they filmed it for an edit that he was working on uh, and somebody else filmed it on their phone and just posted it. Yeah, so like they weren't gonna put it up, and then it's there. Yeah, so it's like, ah, that's not an Instagram clip. That's a video part clip. Cool, it's on Instagram. Although I'm, I mean, I'm getting ready to make an, an edit myself. Although I'm older and I don't really give a shit, I do it for narcissism. But I want to make an edit <laughs> of myself, and I'm like, I'm going through Instagram, and I'm still gonna use the clips that I like. To put in there, because realistically, this isn't for you guys. This is for right, anybody else. This something. is for my own personal satisfaction, because I am my favorite person to watch ride. <laughs> I keep nice. trying to find a song about narcissism I can use, because that's what it's for. Uh, it's, I mean, you might be able to find like a comic skit and set it to like soft music. That'd be good. 
Yeah. That'd be, oh, man, that'd be fun. Do that. Move it around. Because I got, my brother's got a pretty decent audio mixer. I could have him do it. Brant, yeah, I could, Brant did his one edit to the Tom Segura skit about, like, nobody's thing is bike riding or something like that. Oh, no shit. I'll have, I don't think I've funny. seen that. I'll have to look for that. That's good. I've been listening to a lot of, like, uh, well, instrumentals like crazy for the past many years, um, especially after I started actually listening to the lyrics of songs. I found out I don't like many songs. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, this, these lyrics suck. <laughs> like, yeah, this guy's kind of a piece of shit. Um, so I've been doing a lot, of, but now I'm into, like, Irish dance jig music. Nice. where my ears have been listening to lately. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And then it got me thinking, like, oh, you know, I used to, because I used to edit it, just a bunch of videos, the footage that we have in my room when I was living at Ely Street. I just edit, re-edit videos 400 times with different songs and fucking around with them. And one of the best ones I made was to, like, the Boondock Saints soundtrack. It was just, I'm like, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> that's, that's the right one. So I'm like, I guess I should just keep doing that for my own music. But then I tried to put a song to him, like, oh, I don't ride fast enough for this anymore. But you're also, like, probably editing on your phone now, and it's not the same as editing on a computer. No, I did download a nice program for the computer, but it's kind of slow, doesn't have a great graphics card, Mm -hmm. and half of my footage is on the other computer or my phone, which I got to transfer over to. Ugh. I'm exhausted. Not from this, just from the day. day in, day out. Oh, yesterday was a long day. Yeah. Here or just in general? Here. Yeah. Yeah, here. Actually, this whole week has been a long week. Really? I'm like, yes, we're still doing this. We have to do this. Bummer. Are but, you, when are you going to Pittsburgh again? Uh, <laughs> already scheduled. Kind of. I was kind of e- hoping you were going to go. Either, don't know. <laughs> either the week of the 13th or the week of the 20th. Oh, okay. And then <coughs> if it's the week of the 13th, I might be out in Washington on the week of the 20th. If it's the week of the 20th, I'll probably be out in Washington on the week of the 27th. Oh, shit. Well, if you're not doing anything the week of the 10th of March is when I'm going to do that. I'm going to meet Carl at raise okay to drop off 10 more frames the last frames that i owe him from what he's paid for and then um try to do wedgewood and wheel mill on the I way home i think you mentioned that yeah we got a i got a confirmed date from carl now i don't know if i had the date when i talked I th- to you about i it. think when we last talked about it you were trying to do it february 10th okay um it got changed to it's going to be March 10th through the 13th is when he's at Ray's. Because I, I remember it was like going to line right up with that trip. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's in March now, second weekend of March. Mm, okay. I don't know if that's going to work for me or not. If it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I might end up be doing this trip just quick there and back. I don't know yet. I, I mean, half of it will probably depend if anyone wants to go with you too. Yeah. Yeah, and if my parents can, my mom can stay long enough to watch the girls. Did you ever stop on any of your trips at Skate One Four? No, it's in Altoona. Okay, I've seen Altoona as the sign. It's um, 
It's a more street <coughs> park. They got mm-hmm. a little three foot mini bowl. Okay. But it's super fun. Have you posted clips from that in the past? A ton. Okay. I know. I know what park you're talking about. Park to go to. Yeah. I know what park you're talking about then. Cause we were driving out there like regularly instead of going to the wheel mill. Oh, okay. So we'd either go there or Wedgwood. Okay. I really like Wedgwood. And it looks like they got new lighting in there too, which would be yeah, nice. The one time I went there, I'm like, dude, I can't fucking see anything. Am my eyes getting older? Is the lighting in here? Well, they like have that? the other room now. Oh, okay. So they got like the next space too. Mm. Nice. That place yeah. has been around for a while, huh? So you, know, you know where there's like the micro mini next to the vert wall? Yeah. And there was a Euro gap up to it. Mm-hmm. And they knocked the wall out through there. So there's another wedge that goes down and then there's a whole other room. Oh, cool. Awesome. That's where all their good lighting is. That's good. Man, that's cool to hear that there's a skate park actually expanding. Yeah. I don't know how. I, I It's hard to tell when you talk to them if they're doing really well oh, okay. or not. Mm-hmm. But I know it's supplemented by the fact that they have their painting business. So they oh, do that in the morning cool. and then they just go to the shop. and. Okay, I mean, that's, I mean, that's how else are you going to run a skate park that's. I mean, that's one thing that I've been, we've been talking about, how to do something around here to where we don't have to worry about it not being shut down because it doesn't make enough money. Yeah. Because it's, that's a, you know, especially in the north, massive fact, you have to, summer has to cover winter. Mm-hmm. Or winter, yeah, other way. So, winter has to cover summer. You right. might get excited, like, damn, we did a good month this winter. And then in the summer, you're like, oh, we didn't do a good month in the summer. We did a normal month, or the winter. Yeah, we did what a normal month should be, but... This year, this month is insanely light. And then you got to look at, you know, can you do it as, like, skate park as a service? More, you know, do you just go with a membership base? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I'm thinking that it might have to work best. So I guess I guess kind of around here because the scene's sort of so small that you can't rely on patronage. You have to rely on and it's, it's a club, that. you know, almost. It, is there actual money in it? Right. Like um, the scene doesn't have any money. Mm-hmm. Even if it was a big scene, it doesn't matter because there's no money. Right. Like you look at the entire Endicott side of anything anyone that comes up and starts riding over there then they don't have money right yep we had whole groups of kids that would come to hcs all the time and it was like they never had money mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean you... i mean the six dollar admission was everything they had yep yeah so i mean i guess the way you'd have to do it is a ramp club where there's six adults or however many adults you can get. You have to find the place with the lowest overhead. Mm-hmm. It'd be best if you could own it. Yeah. So that way you don't have to really worry about the rent or mortgage aspect of the owning yeah. as a profitable thing. All these places still <clears throat> think that their retail space is worth something, though. Like the, the old Kmart building over there sold for a million dollars. Well, it was listed for a million dollars. I don't know what it sold for. Mm-hmm. It was listed at a million. 
It's on an old landfill. It hasn't been occupied in 20 years. Yeah. Is that building any good? Right. Yeah. I mean, how the roof probably needs replaced straight away. I almost. mean, is even the foundation and structure of it any good? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Doubtfully. I can't imagine that it's worth anything. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's on a landfill. I mean, the Kmart they built in Binghamton's on a landfill, and look at that fucking parking then, lot. Oh, the one over here is just as bad. Just as bad. Um, I haven't been to it in a long time. The <coughs> building across the street where it was like Game It at one point, and it had the bank to sub across mm-hmm. from that car dealership. I think I know that. I wrote a bank to sub over there, and I don't think it's, it was next to, in the Kmart. I think it was right by right, it. Right next to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Across the street. Okay, yep. Uh, that building was for sale for like $1.3 million. And you're like, it's not good. No, you're an Endicott. <laughs> so I don't know what you can come up with. The I feel like the key is treating it as an investment property where we're going to use it as a skate park for the next 10 or whatever years. Mm-hmm all the while improving the building and then flipping. Selling it, yeah. I mean, my thought is, I mean, I I have kids, so I don't really get to leave my place much. I just want to put a barn on the property, mm-hmm. and then all we got to do is come up with a portion of, you know, for it to pay the taxes, because the taxes will go up once I put a new permanent structure up. Yep. And then power, and then that's all we're going to need for overhead. I don't care about making money on it. I just want a place to... Fucking ride in the winter. They don't have to yep. drive two plus hours to go ride, pay, you know, 20 bucks for, not that I don't want to, because I definitely do want yeah. to, but like I need it to be closer because so I can ride more frequently than That's how I, I feel. Like I, I wish that I could go out to breaking free more. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to go at least twice a month. And I think I've gone three times all like since October. Yeah. I've gone twice in a month, but that's all that's all I've been up there but this year. It's tough. Like I might go tomorrow. Okay. No, not tomorrow. Saturday. Saturday. But if I do, it'll be a seven AM departure to take rider. Yeah. For the beginner session, which means I don't really get like I get to ride with him. Uh-huh. I don't get to ride. Yeah, you're not really bike riding. You're there on a bike riding, you know. Which Dude, it was super fun the last time I took him up there, though, because mm-hmm. he wants to do, like, follow the leader, like a game of bike. Oh, okay. And he doesn't even know what he's doing, <laughs> but he knows he wants to do that. Cool. So he's like, follow me and do what I do. And I'm like, this is a game <laughs> that I'm not teaching you yet, but yes. And then he'll, like, ride over the pyramid, and then cool. he'll go up the rail and he'll turn around and he'll like bump and then back up off of the wall <laughs> and then go down and do some <coughs> stuff and you know I'll go up and I'll do the same mm-hmm. push off fakie off the wall go around <laughs> that's awesome. and then if I go back and like if I went too high on the pyramid or too low on the pyramid he's like that's not what I did you didn't do what I did <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome he got uh, wheel mill was real good for him. It was, ride, huh? and then when we moved up here, he got super afraid of everything because he hadn't been on a bike that much. Right. But he had a good time at breaking free. It wasn't bugging him. Cool. Uh, and then like, he was doing. He'd ride by, and then like, 
handlebar tap the grind ledge three times as he went over the pier. Oh, that's so cool. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> so into what you're doing, yeah, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I love this. That's so cool, man. So it's super fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I do want to take him back out and do that again. Yeah, I, I need to come up there. To but get then the I need to go Sunday because then it's the old timer session. Yeah. That one I got to, I could probably make work if I could find somebody to watch. I mean, I'd have to take the girls up there, but to watch them while I go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I want to get my wife to go up there a few times. So that way they can go to that climbing gym next door. And she can do some indoor rock climbing and their girls could dick around in the bouldering and fall on the pads a couple times. I wanted to check that place out at a minimum, but I've never gone in there. Yeah, I haven't been in there yet. I've gone. There's a rock climbing place in Ithaca now that I've gone to. That's pretty fun. There's supposed to be one here in Binghamton soon. Uh, mm-hmm. They're doing like the world's largest dicks. Oh. <laughs> Which is gonna have a climbing gym and all sorts of stuff inside of it oh. at the mall. Cool. I like that idea. That's a good way to make one of those big box stores worthwhile. Offer something more than just, we'll take your money. I'm very confused by what they're doing here, though. It's like a massive amount of dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They they just built a big dicks in Conklin, too, didn't they? A big dick warehouse? Yes. Yeah, so they have dicks and Vestal in the the plaza where it's always been. Mm Mm-hmm. Up next to Target, so more or less across the street, they have a Dick's outlet huh. where it's all the overflow stuff. No shit. And then oh, just across the river at the mall, they're going to have the massive Dick's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Not really sure why we need three Dick's. No, why we need together. three Dick's so close together. <laughs> Well, because there's a hub, the Dick Hub, right up the street. Yeah. Well, I guess not up, but pretty close. Yeah, more or less, like right up the street. That, that outlet makes sense now, though, having the warehouse there, I guess. Kinda. Well, the the outlet warehouse thing, I don't know. It's just overflow junk stuff. Oh, okay. It's like all the coats that are out of season and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I went up there thinking maybe you can get a kayak cheap. No. Off season. They don't have any. Oh. Not at the Dick's Warehouse outlet thing. Okay. But no, the one at the mall, like where it's going to be a climbing thing and, and mm-hmm. some other stuff. That's cool. That makes sense. I mean, that's that builds something for people to do, you know, as opposed to just a store where you can go buy their shit. Well, I think that that's the new thing for malls. Like if you don't have a reason, real yeah. activities there... Yeah, uh, there's no point. That's I mean that's one thing that <clears throat> the girls and I have started doing since I had two kids. Uh, we're mall walkers in the winter. I'll just we got two barren malls, Ithaca and Elmira. There's nobody there, yeah. so I just go and fucking run around, burn your energy, yeah, wear it out, you know. And I'm walking around going, there is nothing in here. There's an arcade. Yeah, there's an arcade. The Ithaca one's crazy expensive. The cheapest game's like a buck fifty a piece. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's an arcade. They just redid the uh, Elmira arcade. That's 
actually kind of nice. They put a bunch of new stuff. There's a VR game in there now. That's cool. Every time I take Ryder to the arcade, when he like he wants to go, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, I'd rather take you right next door to GameStop and buy you whatever game you want, because at least you can take it home and keep playing it. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Instead of like, I'm gonna throw twenty twenty five dollars into a Reese's a cup. couple <laughs> a couple mediocre experiences that are intentionally set to time you out, so you have to keep putting money in. Right. And <coughs> yeah, a sticky like hand thing that you're gonna slap on the window and then lose, it's, or drop in the gravel. Yep. I, I, every time we've gone the past four a tootsie roll, the past four times, he's like, "Can I get a thing this time? A prize?" I'm like. We're saving your points so that you can get a toy that's actually worth a shit instead of just, like you said, something you will literally lose on the way home in the van. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, a piece of candy that that Tootsie Roll basically just cost 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we had fun. We paid for the experience of the five minutes that it took to spend $10 on yeah. the games you played. But the, the one-up at our mall across like there's the main arcade part and then across they have a pinball arcade mm. like, i don't have a problem with pinball yeah you want to dump a couple bucks in and yeah i don't feel like the game is rigged right um did you you, you ever watch those mark rober videos on youtube no. he, he used, was like a nasa engineer he does a lot of like he, he'd help develop some like stem games for kids and stuff um he debunked a bunch of carnival games, and that light spinny one. Oh it, no, I I know that one. <laughs> it's set to not land on it, even if you're perfect. They set it up with a microcontroller to that, do it every time. That was Mark. I mean, Mark Rober did that too. I don't know if that what you're talking about was Mark, but he did that to where he he made a machine that it could not be wrong, and he still never got it. Yeah, and he he went through like all the carnival games too of like. This one is pure skill. This one's pure luck. Like they did the rope climbing one. And he's like, this one, there's no trick to it. That's just purely being able to balance, you know? Mm-hmm. And, he, and then he got to that one. Well, he's lo- like, low center of gravity and being able to balance. Yeah, right. Because you're, you're walking up a rope, not on the rope. So he's like, you got to be, he's like, you could do that one. He's like, there's people, he watched videos people practiced it like they made that at home so that they could Mm -hmm. practice it and then when they went to the place they could just go do it and he's like that's the only one that's purely skill and has nothing to do with carnival trickery any you know there's no trick to it yeah like the basketball ones are all trick yep because it's a smaller hoop and it's taller than it should be and further away than what you're used to yep uh, the, he, he did some other ones with the bottle ones to where it's just, it's literally a trick, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's kind of neat that he, he went through, I think he did like 13 or some so different games to, to do it. He also did something during COVID that was pretty fun to watch. Um, he was making bird feeders and the squirrels kept stealing his, his things. So he made a maze for the squirrels to run to get to a cache of nuts. So like if they could make it through the whole obstacle course, he had a whole thing of a bunch of nuts that they could open up and and get to eat on. And that was pretty cool. He's made three of them. They're pretty fun to watch. You should check them out. I'll look. I'll send you the, the link to them. 
Those are cool. Yeah. But he's he does a lot of cool stuff, uh, trying to get the girls to watch that when they do watch their idiot box. Yeah. I know. Alara had a fight with her today. She's just getting into shows and, like, starting to really pay attention, which is cool is the part that I do like about TVs. Like, I'll be doing dishes and come in, and she's watching Rescue Riders, and she goes and, Dad, and she just tells me everything that's going on in the episode. I'm like, cool, you're you're really able to grasp mm-hmm. and grow the attention. I mean, she's got the attention span of a 30-minute show at least. Yeah. She's not quite into movies. She Did doesn't... she watch Bluey? No, but that we've seen it really once. funny. I've heard uh, that it was that it's good. Um, we we've I think they've watched it once or twice. It's really funny. Ryder likes that one. I'll have to check that one out. And I was trying to get her to watch Magic School Bus today. Um, she fights with me at first, and then she she watched a few today. And I go, "Do you like that show?" She's like, "I like I like Magic School Bus." See, give it yeah. a shot. It's better than. At least it's got some sort of it's better than all the educational like, weird YouTube stuff that they watch anymore. Yeah, Ryder. All right, the one I don't necessarily mind. I think the dude that he watches is weird, but he watches someone walk through all the different spirit Halloweens and talk about all the <laughs> animatronics. But <coughs> then he wants to go to spirit, and he wants to. Like, he wants to explain how the thing works to you. And he's like, you step on the step pad and it triggers the animatronic to, to do its cool. thing. And you're like, all right. All right. As much as I think that dude that you're watching is a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. I like you're that learning you're, from you're into the robotic side of it. You yeah. understand that this is a remote trigger for this. Like, that's all cool. that's really cool that you're picking up on that. That's cool. Yeah, if he was watching one today... It was kids playing hide and seek out in the woods. Go play hide and seek. I, 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 I will <laughs> give her that. I'm like, you know what? You're at least getting a fun idea for summertime to go do. Yeah. It's not n- mind-numbing bullshit like the one she tries to watch. It's, I think it's an adult playing with Anna and Elsa dolls. Yeah. Doing me, Anya, and all. they can't say the real name, so they make a name that's like it. And I'm like, this is, Fiona, shut this the fuck off. You can't watch this. Yeah, this, this person is, is a weirdo. Dumb. This, this person's is, a weirdo. Yeah, this is person's a very big weirdo in not a great way. You're not watching this. If you really want to watch Frozen, go watch fucking Frozen. I don't care, but don't watch this. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing dishes for much longer, so we're going to play very soon. Please watch something. Oh, or we c- we can go pretend to play Frozen, yeah, but yeah. we're not watching someone pretend to play Frozen. Yeah. And definitely not doing it while I'm in the room. I don't want to <laughs> listen to this shit. Yeah. It's, um, there's a lot of weird stuff there's out a, there. There's and a it, lot of not good shit out I, there. Like It's a little bit me being paranoid as a parent, I think. But I'm like, okay, this dude, like that guy... Playing with the kids' toys, pretending to be Anna and Elsa. You're like, okay, but what are you slipping in when I'm not paying attention? Right. What are you doing? Yeah. Because I'm not watching this. No, I'm not. My ears and my eyes are not going to see this shit. I I can't take it. I can't take it when I walk in and just hear her say Anya. I'm like, no, 
shut it off. It's a dowel with somebody's hand. No. Yeah, Ryder likes to watch people pretend to be from this game. I can't even think of what the game is. Five Nights at Freddy's or something like that. Hmm. It's a horror game. <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of kids that act it out and play it. And you're like, dude, I don't even want to explain to you why you can't watch this. <laughs> yeah. It's just too young. No, too young. But you can't watch this. Yeah. Oh, man. And it's like, but they're not doing anything <clears throat> wrong. And you're like, I know. But now you like this toy of this thing that you, like... No. Yeah, sub subject content. Too old for you. Sorry, bud. Like, to a degree, it's kind of like, do you want to see what that is? Because I'll show it to you <laughs> once. You're going to have fucking nightmares. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to <laughs> deal with the nightmares. You're not going to sleep well for a while. But, no. <laughs> That's why you're not watching that. I did do it to him once. And yeah. he's like, why did you show me that? You asked. You thought you liked it. Yeah, this you, is it. Do you like it? <laughs> no, you do not. The one that I can't, I won't show him, but he loves Pennywise. Oh. Really? The clown? Yeah. Oh. Like, he's got <laughs> a custom uh, pillowcase that's all it and Pennywise and... <laughs> He's you know, into he horror already, up, huh? He, he just likes Halloween. Okay. Oh, I get that. I guess I can see that, you know. He Suck was you terrified in with the candy. of it, which is why I also think he started to like watching that stuff on YouTube. Because mm -hmm. then he could see how it works to not be as scared. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's a pr pretty deep thought process right there. If I know how it works, why be scared of it? You just yeah. step on this button and it moves it. Right. It's not alive. Mm -hmm. it's a, if you don't step on this, it doesn't do anything. Nice. <laughs> and then he watches him do it enough times that he knows what it's going to do. So it's not scary if it jumps at you. I knew it was going to jump. Yeah, I knew it was going to do that. You stepped on the button or you moved in front of it the right way. Yeah. Cool. So <coughs> yeah, there's things. I don't mind those, but. I don't like the, people, the kids pretending, and I don't like when it's like an adult doing it. No, that's where it, what made me weirded out. I'm like, it's not even like it's, I don't, I mean, it doesn't sound like it's two nine-year-old sisters playing with dolls and their mom's making a YouTube channel for them. It sounds like it's the mom it is. playing with their dolls trying to make no a kids. YouTube channel. There are no kids. Right. <laughs> it's just <laughs> strange, strange and not. Not cool. Yes. Not I'm, in a I'm good not way. a fan. No. So uh, link to those videos in the bio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what to uh, watch awful. if you want to shoot yourself? They're, they're painful. Yeah, very painful. Ryder also wants to watch that Ryan's World kid. I, we've never had, like, nobody's said it about it in our house. I'm like, don't even try in it. As long as you're not watching the old stuff. Okay. Like, now it's, let's play with our friends and do this imagination thing. And, like, we're going to do this. And it's mm. it's more of a day-in-the-life type stuff. But okay. the, when he first got popular, it was just, you get a new toy every single day. And we open it up. And then 
companies start sending toys for them to open. And it's like, dude, if, the, if my kid thinks that he's getting new toys every single freaking day, no. not a chance. No. Just to see that is going to make him throw fits when he doesn't get a toy and you go right. to a store. Ryan does. Right. My mama, no. <laughs> you know, just because we're here. That, that's the one thing that was good with Fee. She never got into asking about it because we would go to the mall all the time. Mm-hmm. Alara was born right before COVID hit, so we didn't go to the mall all the time because I live in Ithaca. Um, Yeah. So I was an evil, 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 evil person if I did anything. So, but now when we go, she thinks we're going to buy something because normally we go with intent. But now we're like, all right, we can, we're just going to go run around again. We're going to do it more frequently than... um, you used to. Plus, when we were out, she was napping pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, so she'll throw more fits. And I'm like, fucking COVID, baby. She, she took longer to learn how to talk. I think partially because of that. You could see her mm-hmm. eyes during COVID when people would talk to her. And she's like, where the fuck did that noise come from? Because everybody's got their masks on. Yeah. And she's just... She couldn't. Oh, well, that is a major component of learning to speak is seeing the mouth seeing move. Seeing the mouth move. The, the only people, uh, older ladies, I would always thank them because whenever we would go to a cash register that there was an older lady, she would always drop her mask and talk to the, you know, the infant or whatever, one year old or however old mm-hmm. she was, so that she could see and learn to speak. Um, <clears throat> And yeah, and so that was that's one of the struggles with her. But she, yeah, she throws. She would started. She doesn't really do it anymore. I've kind of pushed her out of it because I'm like, you're not getting a fucking toy every time we go to the store. No, not at all. Not even close. We're we're not even here for anything. We're here for exercise. Go run, you know. Yeah. Go to. The, we're gonna go to the hallway of the in between stores, and you can run there. Burn some and energy. I want you to step on every single square in yeah. this building. Yeah, play the. Play the booby trap crack. They play step on a crack, it's a booby trap. Mm-hmm. And dad gets hit with something. I don't care. Play it. But jump around, have fun. We're not buying anything. <laughs> I'll probably buy a coffee because I'm addicted. But other than that, we're not here to buy anything. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, trying to, I think if I do take Ryder... Probably take him to that children's museum of play again, too. Oh, cool. And you go on Saturdays with him? For yeah. That? We might be able to meet you up there on a Saturday. That'd be easier. Carries off. We could all go make a, th- a thing out of it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. The, the museum has a lot of stuff that's cool. Sweet. The Science Center had a few things, but they were also, during COVID, being in Ithaca especially, Yeah. very very strict and shut down things and got rid of everything. I mean, when we went in the one time, I'm like, there's nothing here for it. We couldn't go in the kids' playroom. The only thing you could play with was like these two waterfalls. Weird. Yeah. It was really strange. I'm like, you opened up for this? And I paid $20 to come. Pittsburgh's opened up relatively quickly and Mm. was like, you know, you can do whatever. We prefer you wear a mask, but mm-hmm. also, if you don't, 
But I didn't, I don't know, I never minded the mask thing as much as, like, if you're going to restrict everything, it was weird. But if I can do everything normal and wear a mask, then whatever. I'll wear a mask. I don't care. I, I was very, into, I was fine with, like, main people hub shit for masks. Grocery yeah. store makes perfect sense. This is a neutral ground that everybody has to fucking I, go I to. I think food service should... St- Stay with masks. I if you're, I was, if you're in the kitchen making my food, okay. Like you know, you cough or whatever. Like at least there's a barrier of some sort. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a problem. It's similar to just the fact that you have to wear gloves anyway. Yeah, I I could see that one. Uh, I was actually against masks as in like for customers in restaurants. I'm like, if, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 for sure. I'm coming in here to eat food. I don't. You know, yeah, yeah. need to wear them. I think the, the, that made sense. But I also was like, if you got a problem with it, go to the grocery store and go home, kind of almost to the point with, and make your own food. Yeah. But I was like very much into the, you know, the main hub, the banks, you know, grocery stores. Sure, that should be mandated in mass. Everything else is an elective, really. Yeah. You choose to go there. You choose to go out and take a risk. I... So I liked the mask thing, not because you had to, but I like, I like the ability to, if you think about, um, from a mask standpoint, you couldn't walk into the bank with a mask on. You can't walk, you can't walk into Walmart with a mask on. Right. Pre 2020. Yeah. They'll come grab you and take you out. (laughs) Right. But we're all going to carry our phones on us anyway, and we're all being tracked, and we know it. Mm -hmm. And every time you mention something, you start getting ads for it, because to use all of our apps, we approve them to access our microphone. Right. So They don't do that. We approved it. (laughs) Well, they say they don't. Google says that they don't have the keyword thing in there. Yeah, they absolutely do. Oh, I know. They do. But um, they say they don't, yet they still have clothes. But, all right, so, so hear me out on this one. You go take a picture of you and your family, upload it to Facebook, and it's going to auto-tag everyone in your family mm-hmm. that has a Facebook account. Facial recognition is owned by Amazon. I think it's Amazon. It's a company like that. Now... You're walking around Walmart Wearing with security cameras, and you don't think that they can pull that you looked at this, and then you start getting ads for mm-hmm. similar things too. Like, I just like the the idea that you're maybe like you don't need to see what I'm looking at in your store all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You don't need to see that I was in your store. I kind of like it. Okay, I can see that. I, I, I feel like everyone got really upset, like you're taking a freedom away, and I'm like, they're giving you a freedom in this, that they do not way. want you to have. Yeah, it, it kind of, it was like a turn of sort of, like, do you, you know, think guard. that Do you think that the companies and the government really wants you covering your face in public? Mm. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> not a chance that that's what they want. Right. Because they want... To see where everyone is at all times. Fuck yeah, they do. <laughs> they always want to track and they want all that data, which is 
Gross. So, just interesting that's perspective. A good, that's, take, a, that's a good perspective, a, a neat perspective on it. Like, I feel like let's not let that go. Yeah. Maybe we don't want to wear it all the time, but that, the ability to needs to stick around. Yeah. I want to go into Walmart not wearing a ma- wearing a mask and not have anybody feel like I uh, they're gonna I'm gonna rob the place. Yeah, I mean that's one thing. I I wore a bandana, and I wasn't gonna buy and waste a bunch of other masks. And I was like, man, I feel like a 1920s Wild West bank robber. This is kind of fun. Feels awesome, <laughs> but it's also tough. You walk into a store wearing a bandana mask, and you're like. Am I really gonna pay for stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I should just, I just be klepto now? Is this should what I, I let just walk out, out with this? I bet if I didn't have kids and was married, I would would have I would have turned into a klepto. <laughs> just because like, it would have been fun, you know. Yeah. I look like every other guy with a bandana yeah. mask that comes <laughs> yep. in here. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but. but you can't teach your kids that. Mm-mm. <laughs> They'll figure yeah. it out on their own. No, you can figure out how to steal when to steal. Just, you know, be sneaky when you're going. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a different thing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they don't even bust you anymore until you have enough on record. Really? Like, you go steal a couple of things from Walmart, they won't even say anything until they have it on video of you stealing a total that exceeds $1,000, and now it's felony. Oh, to make it worth it? Mm-hmm. Man, why didn't I have that when I got busted when I was a kid? <laughs> no, I got lucky. They let me go. My brother ended up in jail the one time. <clears throat> On a road trip down to Akron, got busted stealing a, an inner tube. <laughs> I mean, how <laughs> do you even press charges on it? They took him to jail, called my mom, had to drive an hour away. Think of how much that cost. Yep. <laughs> Uh, we were at the Skylark the other day and the dude, they, they're like, we're not going to surf this guy. He's walked out the last two times. <laughs> Jesus. And then the other waitress is like that really? Cause he comes in and pays and they're like, it's him. And they're like, <laughs> they were very tactful about it. It was like, sir, they're, they're telling me that the last two times you are in here you left your bills and didn't pay them. So here's a copy of your last receipts. We'll be happy to serve you, but we need you to pay these bills first. (laughs) And he's like, gets up and just, he's like, really? I did? Uh, I got to leave. I got to go get money then. And he's like, they're like, why are you here without money? Why are you here without money in the first place? That's (laughs) all. And so you were going to do it again. Yeah, you planned on... So the, they did call the again. police, and they, they came, and they're like, well, what do you want us to do? And they're like, it's not like we can pr- we can tell you to tell them not to come here anymore. Yeah. But it's not like we can press charges over $20. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not worth anyone's time to have to like go to court for it and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's just going to cost him... I mean, more, which is the point of, really the point of it is to punish him for stealing yeah. from a, a, a business. Well, but. The, the funny thing is the waitress is like, I'm not above paying for someone's meal. Like if he had walked in the front door and pulled someone aside and said, hey, you know, I'm really hungry. I don't have any money right now. Uh-huh. Can you do something for me? 
we'd cover it. Right. But when you come in and you just order and then you leave, yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm not covering that. No, I'm not going to be nice when you didn't do it respectfully. Yeah. And she's like, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I've given, um, bought people groceries. And I think I've done it a couple of times. I both, both times I gave them a bag of groceries and they just gave me a scowl. Like, ah, you just wanted booze money. Mm-hmm. Or heroin money. I gave you a bag full of tuna fish and a pocket knife so you could open the can up and some, you know, yeah. some good perishables. And you did not want that. He looked at me like he was, like I was an asshole. Uh, yeah, you should have just given him money. Yeah, that's what he wanted. He just wanted money to get fucked up with. Uh, there, I'm like, then your sh- sign should have said, please, I just want beer money. Right, and you'd go, I've done I that. got that. Yeah, no, I've, there, uh, that was in I Syracuse. That. that happened to me in Syracuse. Like, dude, I just want beer money. I just want to go down to the bar and watch a game, but I'm broke. I'm like, oh, well, let me go buy you some beer then, man. Here, here's 240s. Go enjoy your game. The, there was a guy that I was talking to the other day that I – He's works for a company that we work with. And he's like, I was on out of town recently and you know, the guy came in and sat next to me at like Applebee's or something and asked if I'd buy him a burger. And he's like, at first I thought, no. <laughs> right. And he's like, you know what, man? You're not asking me for money. You're asking for food. I can get you a burger. Yeah, I'll, I'm more than happy to do that, actually. <laughs> right. On second thought, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. Good, good for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, but funny that like perspective changes with that too. Like if you were asking for money, like, no. Right. And it's exactly like you give the guy groceries, he doesn't want it. No, he's like, God damn it. I don't, I don't want it. Hung, hungry, need money. And you take the guy food and they're like, <laughs> what's this for? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need food. I just need a bag of dope. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Now I got to eat. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but. Eh, that's, that's Ithaca, though, with a bag of dope, too. Fuck that place. They, they can just go down to the free clinic and get it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Which is terrible, but also, I still say just legalize everything. It's. Solve problems that it at least would make things safer and regulated. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, safer for to do. If you, know. you if you can just go down and pick up a bag of heroin and it's not going to be laced with uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Like cool. I mean, please I, stop. I think but. you should be allowed to go buy that. I think you should be allowed to do it at your own. Yeah, yeah, as you wish. I also think that it shouldn't be mutually exclusive that you can't uh, not hire people if they're a heroin addict. Mm-hmm. I think you should be able to make that decision. Like, right. oh, look, I believe you should be able to do it. But I believe that I shouldn't have to hire you. Right. <laughs> That's one of my requirements. You can't be a heroin addict and work in my business. But, I mean, also, if you think about it, too, if it was legal. Is but it, good... it becomes... A, like, at what point do you legalize things then? Because marijuana, like, you know, if you're an on-the-road truck driver, I understand why you can't be smoking marijuana. Uh, sure. I'll, even though a lot of them do anyway. Mm-hmm. But 
like we do a lot of federal work. So even though it's legal in New York, you go onto a federal site and mm -hmm. go to work there, they're going to drug test you on the right. spot. And it's yeah. like, well, mm -hmm. it's legal here. No, it ain't. <laughs> not in this area. <laughs> not in a federal facility. No. It is not. Right. Which, but, you know, you know, all eyes. But, you know, if you can still perform and you don't show up stoned for work. Yeah, I know. I don't By care. all means, it should be your choice. Like, whatever your vice is, as long as it don't fuck with what you do here. I agree. You know, then I should, you should have the... I should have the choice to be able to decide that, or you should be able to choice to decide what you want to do. But yeah, it's like the, I guess at that point, if you're, if heroin and meth and all that stuff is legal, I'm not even testing for it. Mm. I won't know unless it's impacting your day. Right. And I'm gonna be like, hey, your performance is not good. Way off, way down. So like, we're done. Mm -hmm. That was uh, when we, my brother and I went to Zappos for the job. They gave you a swab for the interview. Can you show up to an interview sober? Cool. We, there was one guy in the thing that clearly not sober at all. I don't know what he was on, but he was tweaking off of something. And he did the swab and then they took him out. I'm like, dude, just an hour. He had to be sober for an hour. Right. Come on. <laughs> All you had to do is just make it to the swab. Yeah. And then, yeah. if you needed like something Sneak in your off pocket, to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Fuck. Wild. But booze is legal. Go get drunk and show up to work hungover. It's all right. <laughs> I like... Um, I've had a couple of times with like different people we were hiring. And it's like... Can you pass a drug test? Mm -hmm. And they're like, not this week. And it's like, can you pass a drug test in two weeks? Right. <laughs> yes. Cool. <laughs> if you're able All to right, quit well, for long we'll, enough. We'll schedule it for two weeks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although that's, that ends up not working either. Like when I first moved back to Ohio, I was going to look for a quick job. I was in pretty good shape. I ran a lot every day, did a whole shitload of push-ups and pull-ups. And it still took me nearly three weeks to get all the THC out of my system mm -hmm. to piss clean. And by that time, it was time to move to Louisville. So I was like, well, that was, that was wasted on nothing. <laughs> I could have been stoned when I was running through the woods that whole time. Oh, well. Yeah. I saved, wasn't. It saved didn't matter. money anyway. It saved a bunch of money. Yeah. Uh, it's 10 o'clock, so. Cool, man. We should probably wrap i think we were at like a little bit over three hours that's what i figured we'd between hit between section one section two here cool uh i think we touched upon we talked a lot the work first too. hour or so was about work pretty much you got anything you want to add like what's the instagram oh uh jc metalworks no j quartz metalworks j quartz metalworks yeah and you have a work BMX one too, right? Yeah, it is. It's work BMX. I think. Yeah, Brad mostly takes care of that. I think the team guys have the password to load up stuff, but I mean, there's no really push. I've been telling the dudes to really. 
there's really not much pressure to do anything because I don't have product to even really promote to sell anyways. Dude, I fully understand that. I've said the same thing for a while. Like, well, we, oh, you should advertise or do this, do that. And it's like, well, I don't have product to give anyone or yeah. to promote. Yeah. And I don't have any product for them to sell, even if they were promoting. Mm-hmm. So it's like... I've I've got pegs. I do have pegs, but like maybe 40. Oh, okay. So if someone orders them, I can sell pegs. Mm-hmm. But if I tried to push selling pegs right now, I'm not going to have any. Right. It's going to be, you're going to be like, oh, well, I shot myself in the foot on that one. And then like, I've got the, got the, I love pegging shirts. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, those aren't flying off that's, the show. That's not your hottest seller? Different demographic. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sure bike riders don't really buy that one as much. Um, maybe. I mean, well, it, without it, it being a, you know, done as the joke. Yeah. <laughs> it, it did get a special shout out on like Team Weed or something. Okay. Or organic BMX means maybe. That makes sense. <laughs> I think it was organic. Mm-hmm. Just in it for the comedy. Uh, I mean, it was like all marked up. Like, uh, maybe you should research what you're putting on your shirt before you put it on. And I'm like, that's why it's on there. Yeah. Do you not get humor? <laughs> <laughs> but they they commented back like, imagine going out to the bar wearing your BMX shirt, <laughs> thinking that. Right. Like, yeah, it's a weird night at the bar for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they were girls, but they were asking really weird questions about my butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. And then uh, uh, Jordan and Kate bought one when we were doing the last episode with them, the last mm. podcast. About the Styles for Miles jam. Okay. I kept, like, they brought their daughter, and I didn't want to totally say it in front of her. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah, like, you know, the other meaning and everything. Like, they let her wear it to school and then got mad that <laughs> oh, the school made her wear it inside out or something. And you're <laughs> oh, like, boy. yeah, you, you definitely, like, that was. I warned you. <laughs> I don't oh, think you boy. can be mad about that. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. it's a BMX shirt, and yes, that's a joke, but it's also pretty. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. Meant intentionally. Yeah. To be the other thing. Uh huh. It's mostly meant for you to wear to a bike event, or hang up in your closet, or wear around <laughs> yeah. the house. You know. <laughs> yeah. A uh, coworker here, she want like she knew I was printing new shirts for mm-hmm. Grindwork. She's like, "Oh, can I get one?" I'm like, "No." no. no you can't (laughs) and she's like why i'll pay for it and i'm like no it's not it's not why like one because what if i wear it to work because it's just the two of us here and then like you wear yours that same day for some reason and we're going out to lunch (laughs) and not no no No. (laughs) i'll wear it we'll get the chuckle so so i explained to her what pegging was and i'm like well now that you know if you want one do you no. still no, no i no, don't i don't <laughs> okay <laughs> see that's what i meant 
that's why I said no. Right. And now I've explained that to you. <laughs> and now I've had to get you to the other side of the joke. Uh, is there any other things that you had? I, I have had? really nothing. I cool. mean, unless we want to talk about SolidWorks for an hour. Yeah, right. But we can do that next time. That's fine. We can do it next time. I'm still learning it anyway, so I'm ab absolutely an idiot about that. Eh. I mean, I understand the concepts. I've done the things before, but... Yeah, FreeCAD, SolidWorks. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that... I don't know what program I had when I was a kid, but I was able to... I liked it, and I could navigate my way through it quickly. The whatever two-week course I got done in a day. Yeah. Or two days where I was like, oh, man. There's the one I like the most is already done with. So in your SolidWorks, though, there's a really nice tutorials. It's cool. all built in there. Oh, it's in the programming mm -hmm. itself. Nice. Because uh, that's one thing I was like, I started Googling around, but I was doing it while Alara was napping, so I had very limited time. Yeah, so it's, I'll show you before we, we wrap up and get out of here. But, yeah, there's a whole bunch of built-in tutorials. Cool. But, yeah, I don't have anything... Uh, thanks for coming and hanging out. I really wanted to come out to the shop and do this, but it's we can do it again and some other time, so it could be very shop-oriented yeah. conversations too. And I mean, I haven't even been paying attention to bike riding much at all to have me either much bike riding thing. That's the the one thing I've learned about the. I don't know if you ever remember Dave's uh, pedal-driven shirt, the one-man band. I really am understanding what he's meaning going, fuck, this is doing all sides of it. Yeah, and then you got no time to enjoy what you're doing. Right. And the, the thing that you're developing, it's like. Mm -hmm. Right. <clears throat> and the basis of what I'm really doing is, you know, building the things, which when I do all other aspects of it, you don't get that done. Yeah. So, you well, know, navigating, finding BMX. time. Right. I mean, so now I just got to, now that the shop's starting to really be smooth, um, I'll be able to have more time once the weather breaks and I'm not spending so much time on heat management mm -hmm. to where I can be like, all right, 30 minutes a week I get to do this or a half hour I do a day I do that um, to where I can actually start watching videos and give a shit about actually BMX again as opposed to just trying to mm -hmm. build something from negative the other thing that you may be able to get to at some point i know you're like if you're building a ramp and a mini or something like that is being a hub though yeah like if people just swung by and hung out in the shop and you had an xbox or something out there yeah i mean that's what i'm slowly like, working it's just on. gonna draw you away from work though if like if dudes are coming over and playing uh bmx streets on your xbox you're gonna be like uh, guys, right. you're freaking killing me. Yeah, I mean, I'll, you learn to separate it because that, that was semi-regular-ish at FBM yeah. to where, I mean, it was infrequent enough that once in a while we just go street riding, but it was regular enough that it didn't pull me away too much. No more, more than the girls would. Like, Right, that's fair. You know, like that's actually, I had to get water up because I would go in to get water in the house and then I'd, play with my girls for a half hour to an hour. I'm like, well, I just lost a whole shitload of time at work. And then I'd go inside, go back out to work and go, oh, I didn't grab my water. Have to go back inside and get my water and then come back out. 
But I mean, I got a pool table set up in the upstairs now. The screen printer is really close to being operational. It's a six six color press. Cool. Conveyor belt dryer. Oh uh, yeah. Like it's a like legit setup. Set up. Um, I need new tombstones and really set finish set everything up. But it's it's there. It's ready to be used too for something you know yeah yeah anyone that wants to if if they know how to run it like it's there here run your stuff run some of mine too please <laughs> <laughs> and you know i like i i mean i don't have fans really or people who really give a shit to buy shirts yet so it sucks because shirts are where you can actually generate cash to yeah. to operate your business but i know it's like you're probably printing just for your yourself and your team yeah, I mean, my brother loaned me the money to buy a bunch of shirts, and it was really ended up just being mostly giveaways. I mean, that was also at the time that things were taking so long to get materials mm -hmm. that a frame may take three months to build. So I, yeah, put a shirt in. Be like, that, sorry, <laughs> giveaways is actually why <laughs> I bought all the pegging shirts. That would be I was the like, perfect thing. I'm giveaways. out of shirts and stuff to give away. But this is like, oh, you want a free shirt? Yes, I'll give you free shirts. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I guess at some point, depending on what you end up doing, maybe there'll be a Twitch channel or something like that. That dude, that's not a bad idea. YouTube Live might make more sense for you, just okay. if you're doing YouTube stuff with work anyway. Yeah, they get you on the channel to watch other videos, too. But I don't know how discoverability works on there. Okay. So, so Twitch has a good discoverability. It's okay. Okay. I feel like it's probably smaller than YouTube, so the discoverability is easier to get around to it's, you, maybe? I think it's actually bigger than, like, for live streaming, it's bigger. Oh, okay. That I makes think, sense. I think it's the number one right now. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But, yeah. Cool. Uh, I guess we'll call that. Sounds good. I'm, I'm good. Thanks for listening. Someday we'll have a real studio again. Hell yeah. Someday I'll have like video episodes again. Until then. It would just, I feel like it'd be a huge hassle right now. Yeah. I'd have to set up and mm -hmm. then tear down and then go home and edit and splice everything and like, I don't know. Yeah. When you don't have the setup open. I, I used to say I didn't care. And I realized that that's not the entire truth. Yeah. It's that I, I do care, but I also know where the threshold is of I can do this at this level and it makes sense for me and everything else. Mm -hmm. And if I take it to this next level, then you, one, you have to maintain it. Right. And two, it makes the work just drastically crazier. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, not trying to go there. Yeah. So this is what you're stuck with, listeners. <coughs> well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, anytime. <laughs>